Guys, what we missed in 2023 is going strong with Troy's pick. And uh, he wants to revisit a series that we dabbled in a little bit earlier this year. We want to see what the old ass Indiana Jones is up to. <laughs> the cranky, yelling at hippies Indiana Jones. Because we're going to do the latest in the Indiana Jones series. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Nazis, back. Indiana Jones, back. His goddaughter, new. <laughs> Recovering it all on a very special... What's Archimedes? I'm Archimedes. <laughs> Edition of... That's, uh, I'm, I'm Archimedes. That's a, far from the, that's a good name. Uh, edition of uh, the review. Review. Where's my cursor? Where's the cursor? Cursor. There it is. Review. Pass point. Hey, whoa! Hey, welcome everybody to the review review, a show where everybody has nudes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm true to the max extreme. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm the disciplined daddy. <laughs> Coach Havens. (laughs) I'm JT3K, and that's a good name. (laughs) And tonight at the top of the hour. You son of a bitch! I'm just getting there. (laughs) We are going over my pick. Dick. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. In uh, what we've missed this last year. It's going to be a great time. That top of the hour. Yeah, before, we, <laughs> before we get into that, let's get into a little bit of news. News? Oh my god, he's ready. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Don't wish it away. Don't look at it. Yes! <laughs> Can you imagine if we were waiting for that and he did it some other oh, time? I would have thrown my beer at you. As soon as I realized it, that's my new favorite segment on this fucking show, by the way. Is anticipating. When am I going to say news? When you're going to say it. It's your favorite and also least favorite. <laughs> When it's net, when it's not good, it's your least favorite. Oh, when it's throws the whole show into I disarray. Yep. 
<laughs> it ruins it. Uh, shit. First thing I want to start out with is a little bit of fun little math. Oh, fun math. So, I'll bring it up at the end of the show. Fun but, math? Like the uh, math in the movie that we're doing tonight? No. <laughs> but, uh, in Home Alone, Kevin McAllister goes to the little general store and he gets uh, a few groceries. And it all comes up to $19 and like 38 cents or something yeah. like that. Sir! And that's when Stop he got, that boy! That's when he got the toothbrush. That's oh, yeah. a different That's a different time. So he gets like laundry detergent and milk and like ba- two big bags of groceries under $20. Oh, he never God. did find out if that, br- if that toothbrush was certified by the American Dental Association. That's true. He never went back. Uh, today, those groceries... Are seventy seven dollars? Oh, <laughs> through uh, like a video on TikTok where they found like the exact same item or something similar that exists now, to. and not yeah, it it is seventy seven dollars for those same groceries that were under twenty dollars <sighs> in nineteen ninety one. Wow, we're not a broken system. <laughs> Thirty years and. Fucking, what, quadruple the money? And you know what? I bet Arizona tea was still 99 cents back then. (laughs) You better fucking believe it was. You know why? They don't spend money on marketing. You've all seen this video, right? We've all seen this video, yes. Hey, I I don't give a shit. I buy it all the goddamn time. Why would they need a marketing video when they've got prices so ridiculously low? That's their own marketing. (laughs) Arizona tea kicks ass. I think Molly found like an interview with like the CEO of it, and someone asked him like, "So why are your prices so low?" And he said, "Because I'm not greedy." <laughs> now fuck off. As he walks into his five car garage. <laughs> now watch me dr- chug this tea. <laughs> yeah. Slams a silo of fucking ginseng. I just tea. put a lot oh, of mango shit. mucho. <laughs> it doesn't cost a lot when you just put a bunch of sugar in my own urine. <laughs> Mmm, tastes good. <laughs> he just turns into a savage? <laughs> oh, me liking mm, my tea. Tastes good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well-known Neanderthal, the CEO of Arizona Tea. <laughs> Bigfoot, the CEO of Arizona Tea, comes out and speaks for the first time. It's good tea. Yes, drink tea. Eat good. <laughs> uh, Black Panther. You'll be seeing uh, this franchise again on Disney Plus. Ooh. Uh, in a new animated series that I just got approved. Ooh. So I don't know when that'll start, but I know uh, it's a thing that will happen. Okay. Fan of Black Panther? Honestly, I've only seen the first one. I still have yet to see the second. Oh. Wow. But. The second one came out right at the start of my disinterest in Marvel. Wow. Can't I'd even say, say goodbye. We talked to, about before. Can't, yeah. we, we can't even say goodbye to Chad. Chad can't even Rosa. say goodbye. I didn't want to. <sighs> Powerful. It's too hard. You, you really turned me around on that. I was, I was about ready to dogpile on it. And you did. You, you done undid. You know, he's, you know he's done because I painted a mural of his face. That's right. I don't That's wanna... how you die in Marvel. In yeah, you Marvel, just get a the, mural. In the MCU, if they paint a mural on a wall of your face... <laughs> You know you're gone. That's right. Yep. Marvel Mur- the Marvel Merle. The, Mar- the Marvel Merle. Yep. Uh, Netflix has released an engagement report revealing how many minutes its titles are actually being watched for. 
Uh, now that comes after the whole writer and actor strike. Yeah. And uh, as a response to that, it, its first one dropped, I don't even know, just in the last day or so. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be doing this twice a year moving forward. Oh. This first drop had 18,000 titles wow. and statistical information about them. Wow. That's wild. I, I tried to like find a link to it in the article I had. I could not find one. But I assume it's on Netflix.com. If you're how many titles? So they have eighteen thousand titles altogether on their site. I guess so. Okay. Like, and and I don't know if that's like just U.S. based or worldwide based. Oh, true. Because Netflix has like a ton of shit overseas from everything. Yeah. But it's like, and that's just from January to June yeah. of this year. Yeah. I think next year they'll have like July to. December or something like that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Netflix, Netflix actually following up with that. And they had some strange titles in there that had like super high numbers that I've never even heard of. Man. But they must have had some sort of popularity somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> because I've never even heard of them. Because it's so weird the ones I do hear of. It's like, it's the most watched movie ever. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's what you said about the last six. <laughs> it's the most watched ever. God. So we'll see. Um, and for most watched things, this will be a hard one to watch. Uh oh. Here, this is a, that was a terrible segue, but uh, the longest film ever made is called Logistics. It's a documentary. It's about the production cycle of a pedometer in reverse chrono- chronological order. Can you give me? Guess a runtime at this the, the world's longest movie. Oh God, twelve hours. <clears throat> I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna say it's over a day. I'm gonna say it's twenty six hours. Uh, Cole's closer. Oh wow, it's actually thirty five days and seventeen hours what? long. I I guess it's in real time. The reverse production of a pedometer, like even like getting shit shipped overseas and all that shit. Oh, so what? They just sit on the boat and just film the shit in a box? I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's a thing. It's it was made overseas, I think in Sweden or something like that. But it's a movie. If you want to watch all 857 hours of it, you can somewhere. I will not be doing that. No. I just found the report, by the way. The Netflix report. Oh, did you? Yeah. Is on Netflix.com? Yep. Is Logistics on there? Uh... <laughs> the 857-hour movie? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> How many hours does that have of, of runtime? Uh, logistics is not on here, mm. no. Well, we know what Cole's veto is going to be now. <laughs> Why, you? That's good, isn't it? In related news, we have to push our show back a full One month. month. <laughs> a month and month and almost a week. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. It's wild. What who would ever want to beat that? Yeah. Who would even want to get close to that? God. Who would want to watch that? No one. Okay. No one person would ever want to watch oh, that. Yeah. Well, thanks for the answer. They would do. I was, I was genuinely curious. Thank you. <laughs> Only... It wasn't hypothetical at all. I really wanted you to answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fuck off. 
that's all my news. I was a little right. light on news today. Light on news. Okay. 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 I do have a bit later, but... Uh, I had a bit that just came in hot on the wire. Me too. I've got a, 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 a light bit. Oh, not a heavy light one? Bit. A light bit. A light bit. A light bit. Uh, guys, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, God. He's going to be in Wonka. I think Wonka just came out either last weekend or... I think it was last weekend. I'm going to watch it Monday. You're going to go see Wonka on Monday? With the entire middle school. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait to... Because it's by the same person at Pannington. Yep. So I'm actually kind of curious how it how it is. I'll let you know what it's like viewing it with a lot of 12 and 13 year olds. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, the, the the star of Wonka that just came out, and uh, Dune Part Two coming up. Troy can't wait to get some uh, much needed real rest. good shut eye. Shut eye during that. <laughs> Best sleep I've ever had. Apparently, he's a really big gamer, so he came out with his. Uh, <laughs> Favorite game of this year. Okay. No one gives a fuck. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Oh, wow. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, a big, uh, big Spider-Man fan. Big Spider-Man fan. Spider-Man fan. Okay. You okay. know when this came up today about us going to see Wonka, I had an 8th grade boy who's pretty quiet. He looks at me and he goes, Timothy Chalamet sucks. <laughs> <laughs> And it cracked me up all day long. I also think Timothy Chalamet sucks. Oh my god! uh, Good congratulations on going to see. I like Doom. Well, (laughs) well, Well, you know. Uh, Got some bummer news. Uh, Oh great! Wait, well-known comedian? Huh? Bummer. Bummer news. Oh. A well-known comedian, Kate McCucci, which is diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, no! Yeah. The cooch? The cooch. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all jokes aside, that's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> all joking aside. Uh, staying on the comic book movie train, James Gunn. Coming out with his Superman legacy movie in the near future. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, he says he just found his Lex Luthor. Oh, shit. This is big news. Big news? Do you hear anything about this? See this, hear about this? I don't think so, Jay. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Nicholas Holt. Oh, wait, I did see this. I did see this and hear about this. Okay. Did you, are you uh, a fan? I suppose so. Yeah. I I've He's seen good. him and I've seen him and stuff. I like him. He like could Renfield. be. <laughs> I haven't seen Renfield yet, but uh, he could be a he could be a menacing little guy. Oh yeah, a little dick. He played that one. Uh, he played like that one uh, dude that sprayed shit in his mouth in Mad Max. <laughs> oh god, that's true. He did spray shit in his mouth. Like <laughs> a fucking sprayed shit in his mouth like Charlie Huff spray paint and fucking it's always sunny. Oh yeah, same shit. But no, I'm, I'm curious. I, I'm a fan of Nicholas Holt. Me too. see how he plays it. I think it'd be great. Well, good. I can't wait for a good Superman film. Uh, the nominations for the Golden Globes came out this week, guys. Okay. Uh, I'll just give you the movies and TV nominations. Uh, 
So, best picture drama, we got okay. Oppenheimer. Okay. Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Maestro. Past Lives. The Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Probably, I think I've heard of three of these movies. <laughs> I haven't heard of a lot of them. Uh, best Picture Musical or Comedy, we've got Barbie, Poor okay. Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May, December, and Air. Okay. I, yeah. Haven't heard a lot of I think I might have heard of, of more of the musical comedy than I had the drama. <laughs> heard of Barbie. That's yeah. it for me. <laughs> I kind of want to see Poor Things, because I... Uh, Molly was interested in that and we looked it up and it's like uh, Emma Stone plays like a Frankenstein monster that's like horny oh yeah I, I've seen a trailer for that yeah, yeah, yeah I kind of want to do I do kind of want to see that <laughs> so yeah I kind of want to see that uh, oh, but yeah horny Frankenstein horny Frankenstein yeah, who guys who doesn't want to see that best TV series drama we've got 1923 okay uh, The Crown The Diplomat the Last of Us, The Morning Show, and Succession. Okay. Heard heard of more of those. Heard, yes. heard of more of those. Yeah. <clears> hmm. <throat> uh, and then best television series, musical, musical or comedy, we got The Bear, Ted Lasso, Ab Elementary, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Barry. Okay. I kind of want to see Barry take... It's, 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 last, it's Barry's last season, so that'd be kind of cool. Though. Barry was fun. Yeah. Watch any Barry Etra? Nope. Well, no, I've seen the first season. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing else to watch out there. I've always kind of wanted to watch that jury duty show where it's like they took one guy. It's basically completely scripted, but one guy thinks it's all real and they put him in a jury. (laughs) So my, one of my bosses was telling me about that show. Yeah. She just watched it on a whim and was like, have you ever heard this show? I'm like, nah. She's like, it's insane. Yeah. It's all fake, except one guy thinks it's real, and they're fucking with him the whole oh, yeah. time. <laughs> like, uh, like, what's his name? cruel. There's, like, a celebrity in it, and, like, he plays himself on the jury, <laughs> and he just makes this guy think he's, like, this fucking, like, super uptight, like, <laughs> like has the craziest fucking uh, orders to people, and it's, like, there was James Marsden. <laughs> James Marsden is on this jury and he just, he, he's, he plays himself, but then he just like has, he just acts completely insane. Like he's so out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you guys ever watch the Joe Schmo show? No. I think I saw a little bit of it. Or it was like a fake reality show, but there was yeah. one real person It was a dating, it. yeah, it was a dating show and they made this guy think that it was all real. Yeah, but it was just full of a bunch of actors yeah. and okay. he was the only one. It's exactly what this is. Yeah. Okay. And it came out 20 years ago. Yeah. I kind of want to check it out. Jury duty. I think I say but Joe Schmo show. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back and rewatch <laughs> Joe Schmo. Got you on Spike TV 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a Spike TV app. <laughs> the national network. There you have it. So there you go. All the movies and TV. I would be curious for the Oscars to see if Barbenheimer goes head to head. Oh yeah, baby! Just for the ratings alone. Just for the ratings alone. <laughs> they can, they can fucking put that in the Oscar trailers. I don't think I ever brought up. I did. I did actually get around to seeing Oppenheimer. Is it on streaming yet? Probably not. No. No, because I was gonna no. put it on my list, but I didn't. 
because of that. Surprise! So uh, HBO Max is gonna have Barbie on December fifteenth. Oh, cool! I'll watch that. So there you go. I've seen Barbie a few times now. Yeah, I want. I need to go back and rewatch it. My kids will have no interest. Yeah. Piper's not on that stage. Levi, of course, is not. I'll <laughs> be the only true. one watching Barbie. <laughs> Macy was very into wanting to watch it for a long That's time. Good. She watched it a few times. Oh, so doesn't she liked it? Or yeah, she doesn't get the uh, heavier concepts oh, yeah. of it, but it's flashy enough. I was gonna say there's enough. There's enough like craziness in it. Piper's into Demon Slayer. Oh shit! Yes. How's that? I hate it. <laughs> Inosuke is not my favorite. I see. I see. Yes. All right. Uh, my last bit of news, and uh, Cole, you'll like this. Okay. Uh, Marisha Zatarek, also known as Sweet Mary, uh, won the which is a good name sex championship. Oh, wait, oh okay. In <laughs> in Slovenia. And she celebrated by having sex on stage. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, why take your work home with you, but... Exactly. <laughs> well, I've been Googling anyways. Might as well Google that. <laughs> she had sex with a person in front of 11,000 people. Jesus. Wow. To celebrate her winning the sex championship. Now, what is the sex championships? Uh, it's, it's basically kind of like, a, like an Emmy or an Oscars for porn. I see. I didn't. I I didn't know if it was something like that or like some sort of obstacle course. No, yeah, <laughs> like an ultimate ninja warrior, no. but with sex in it. Yeah. But there um, you go. Uh, congratulations, hot. sweet Mary, and uh, what a way to celebrate your win. <laughs> Here's the headline on Daily Star: European Sex Championship winner splashes cash prize on huge new boobs to win again. <laughs> Yep. Oh, Jesus. That's a picture on Daily Star. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's a, Mercy. that's a whole ass. That is. Mercy. Well, bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> cool, that's... you got any hot scoops? No hot scoops this week, guys. All right. No hot scoops from old hot take dirty daddy. <laughs> oh, what? Discipline, discipline daddy? <laughs> That's all my news, but I do have I have uh three bits. Oh my god. A lot of death that happened this week. So uh there are bad let's news. Whip over out, here. Let's whip out that Neil's bits theme, shall we? Shall we? People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. Dying at age 101. Wow. What? So he definitely, uh, he won out in terms of life. Television pioneer and all in the family creator Norman Lear passed away. Jesus. But yeah. Uh, it's pretty much like kind of like the, like 
godfather of like modern TV. Okay, Mikey, I, the name doesn't sound familiar. He, he did basically, yeah. Well, he created All in the Family, which was like very racy for its time. It was like in the mid seventies, and like they were actually tackling like super controversial issues as opposed to just like having a family get together and be like we're all happy <laughs> oh yeah the dad didn't want any black people in his house yeah <laughs> yep wowzers that but, time but yeah norman lear passing away like i think there's a lot of spinoffs from all in the family too like the like jeffersons came from all in the family and maud maud and then there's Maud. yeah but he he produced he basically produced all of them so he was like he was like the main person of in TV in like the 70s. Shit. So yeah, Norman Lear, RIP. Thanks for your contributions, Norm. Thank for your contributions. Uh, big Dick Norman over here. That's not a thing. Cole, here's one for you. I don't know if you heard about this one. It's probably the one I've got. Uh the little one. Well-known uh Howard Stern yep. guest Ralph Sorello passed away. Okay. Uh, he was like, well, he's like, he was like Howard's like stylist or something, wasn't he? He was Howard's stylist, and he was a famous makeup artist. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was. It was like a something like a botched surgery or something, wasn't it? He was going in for heart issues. Yeah, and his heart gave out. Oh no! That's crazy. During surgery, he's fifty-eight years old. That's Shit. crazy. Yeah, I happened to be going through Twitter and I saw like Howard crying on the air, and I was like. What happened? <laughs> and yeah, but Ralph would always call in, and like they've been friends since like the early '80s, like before Howard really took off. Yeah, but yeah, he'd always call in, and there's just he's like one of Howard's like really good friends. Yeah, yeah, Wowzers. But young, fifty-eight. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I feel bad because I always hated when Ralph was on the show. <laughs> yeah, Ralph sucked. I did not like Ralph on no. the show. <laughs> <laughs> no he was always super annoying and always trying to like get under people's skin i was like oh, get the fuck off your ralph i know <laughs> well, rest in piss rest in yeah <laughs> rest in piss there you go ralph <laughs> oh shit uh and my last bit it was like just happened it was breaking news like my uh molly sent me to this i'm like oh that sucks dying at age 61 andre brower if you don't know him, he's from uh, Brooklyn Nine. Most notice him from Brooklyn Nine Nine. He plays uh, Lieutenant Holt. He's oh, to look up. He is fucking amazing in it in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I have seen a few episodes. He's great in it. Yeah, and he, and he died like unexpectedly at sixty-one. Yeah, oh, I know him. Through yeah. like he had so, he got some like minor illness and then it just took him out. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah. It. I feel like he's all in like a ton of stuff too. And the only thing I think of is Brooklyn Nine Nine. <sighs> Dude. Yeah. I can't think him of anything Det- else. And Brooklyn Nine Nine is so fucking good. The only thing I can think of him is something I've never seen. <laughs> I need to get some whole fucking uh, <clears throat> clips. Because he is fucking. Um, he's hilarious in the show. Yeah, uh, terrible losses. Yeah. Except for that Howard Stern guy, I guess. Oh, shut up, you well, two. <laughs> I mean, but you're right. Apparently, my husband Kevin is inviting you all to my party. There's very little street parking, no gifts, no singing of happy birthday. Should be fun. <laughs> Do you know how much stress I've been under lately? My husband says he hasn't seen me smile in weeks. 
How much did you smile before that? Constantly. <laughs> you look chipper, Captain. You have a fun weekend? There was a small fire in my home. I lost many photo albums of treasured memories. I'm devastated. All my breakups have been completely mutual. This is the best possible option for both of us. Agreed. Stay care. <laughs> that was the end of an eight-year relationship. From now on, I'm going to be 15% more forthcoming on personal details and 5% more physically affectionate. And I will adjust in kind while also implementing a 12% increase in impromptu communication. Oh, Raymond. Are you still upset? <laughs> God damn it. You should consider modifying He's like so much... Sending the wrong message. He's literally like the most straight-laced person on the show, but he's also gay. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a really good fucking character. But yeah. Check out Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andre Brower, rest in peace. Gee whiz. What a, what a loss. Um, Colt, any late scoops? Nothing. <laughs> All right, just giving you a chance. No, nothing. Give me a chance for a scoop here. One, la- one last shot. Nothing. Uh, well, in that case, uh, we did get uh, a bunch of mail. Wow. Oh, shit. Um, Better open up that bag, huh? Open the bag. Oh, boy, yeah, open up that bag, baby. Wait, who's that? That's just me over here. I was <laughs> oh, clicking. Okay. Oh, you're just what were you doing? out. Were you doing a voice? We never do voices on this show. <laughs> nah, I, I was clearing my throat a little bit a lot. Is that, now you're some, a fourth person in here? Oh, shit. No. There was a fourth person in here. No, I was stuck dirt. in this bag. No, I was just kind of warming up the pipes, you know. I got to read all these letters. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, did, I thought it was weird because you guys never do voices in here. I know we ne- I mean, why we would we have to? We have such it's always another characters. person when there's Always another, somebody dropping in. It's always another person. It drove me bananas. It's laying in that bag. Drove you bananas. I was bananas. <laughs> I was Gwen Stephanieing in there. B a n a n a s. Yeah, that's right. I spelled it too. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> Can you spell it right now? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry, Cozy Jack. Oh God, Cozy Jack. Was that him? Wow, you've never been in the same room as him before. Was, wow. was that? Where would he come from? <laughs> sorry, Cozy. I'll go back to sleep. I'm sorry. Just telling. Wow, he's just laying in the. <laughs> Cozy Jack coming out of nowhere. Say, <laughs> telling, sit your ass go, down, go, go to sleep, down and, and give us all a break. Give us a little break. God, what the fuck? Oh, wow. And he's he's being very polite about it, he too. Was. He's just laying there. Fuck. All right. He usually comes in yelling. Yeah. Have this you checked those... these floors lately? Are <laughs> they trap doors or something? <laughs> You know, what you don't see is that that wall of Batman behind you is just a trick door, and he just opened up, and he was right behind oh, you. Oh, is it like Anne Frank's annex? Yes. Stop exa- talking about <laughs> Anne Frank and during Christmas. It's exactly like We're Anne Frank's annex. We're not your class. Annex. Hey, I'm about to show my class the boy in striped pajamas. Wow. God. Yeah. We're going to all cry. For fun? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this fun, guys? For a good time. And the Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay. Which one are you watching first? <laughs> Seventh grade's getting the fun one. Eighth grade's gonna cry. <laughs> okay, you're yes. splitting the difference. Yep. Got it. Well, they're gonna just split it up. They're gonna do the first half of Boy in Striped Pajamas, <laughs> then Muppet Christmas Carol, and then do the sad shit. That's right. <laughs> know me better, man! Just follow it off with Schindler's List, and it should work there out okay go. for you. Ooh, I'll yep. think about it. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Here we go. <laughs> They go ass to ass at the end. They do go ass to ass. 
Uh, first letter, subject line, 20 minutes in, I'm already seething. Uh-oh. First of all, two weeks in a row with C. Danger being inaudible, and this time with her in the room? The fuck, Joel? I think we fixed it. This time, uh... She was in the room. Check out the pre-show. I think the audio for her was better. I could definitely hear it on the earphones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. She yeah. might have been the loudest out of the three, out of all of us <laughs> at that point. Uh, get off the wrestling video. Show this woman that uh, has let you invade her house for years some damned uh, on pod respect by giving her an audible voice. Okay. Second. We did. We did. We did tonight. <laughs> Second Christmas, Christmas movies. He has, Christmans? He has Christmans on here, okay? Christmans? I'm, I'm, I'm reading it how it's written. Christmans. Christmans movies. Does it happen at Christmas? Well, that was Christmas, not Christman. Christman. Yeah. Be specific, man. <laughs> Favorite Christmans movies. Does it happen at Christmas? If no, then no. If yes... Then, yes! Die Hard is an obligatory Christmas movie you chose except Joel this time. How do none of you remember nothing about Gremlins? The fuck was your childhood? Gremlins is a fucking delight. Obligatory Christmas movie. Ah. Sorry. Okay. Haven't seen hmm. Gremlins in like 20 years, so... Is this Pud? Nope. <laughs> do you like that Holodots? It's okay. Yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I don't want more. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. We're talking beer, by the way. Talking beer. Uh, This is under the proviso that Christmas is to you what it is to everyone who isn't a devout, insane religious zealot. An obligation made of the most gaudy and tactless aesthetic uh, humanity has ever conceived, with the notable exceptions of Liberace's stage outfits and Donald Trump's toilet. In which case, the only Christmas movies are The Veggie Tales Movie and Nativity 3, Dude, Where's My Donkey? Yes, that's real. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Nativity well, 3, Dude, Where's My Donkey? Well, now we, know, now we know Cole's veto. <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, my blood pressure is lowered. I can cancel the ambulance. See at OJ's grand opening. Maybe, I don't know. Congrats to him. Oh, wow. And uh, signs off with a swearing face, an angry face, and raw cheese. And he has a PS. Nina having Renfield on a top five films and worse above... And worse, above Across the Spider-Verse, arguably best <laughs> movie of the year so far, is as bewildering as her food takes. Renfield is in my bottom three of 2023, and I'm somewhere over 30-plus films of the year so far. I shouldn't be surprised anymore. It's Sam. <laughs> oh, oh, I should have, bless. Yeah. bless, bless, bless. Leave it to Sam to know about a movie called Nativity 3, Dude, Where's My Donkey? <laughs> Starring Martin Clunes and Mark Wooten. <laughs> Mark Clunes? The old Clunes and Wooten? Clunes and Wooten? <laughs> the, the, old... Abbott, the new Abbott and Costello. Clunes Wooten dude. Clunes and Wooten? <laughs> uh, uh, shoot. Next letter. On Christmas movies and D&D. This is a response to last week's episode oh, wow. of Dungeons and Dragons. Dear diseased maniacs of the Midwest, 
you are so informative about things we didn't ask about is how most people would describe my presence. <laughs> I'd like to say my piece on the two topics mentioned above. Love me some Christmas, Crimbo, the holidays, etc. I personally think that this time of the year is perfect for coziness and creepiness. Ooh. The cold and dark invites both of our collective hearths. Uh, it also allows the ghost of Halloween to linger and loom <laughs> till the new year. Wow. As such, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas has been my go-to full-on Christmas movie for many years. But I also associate Corpse Bride, Coraline, and other children's horror with this time, despite no overt link to Christmas beyond the cold. But the contention around Die Hard is stupid, in my opinion. Movies about Christmas and movies set on Christmas are similar, but not the same. I won't relitigate that discussion. Rather, if it con uh, conjures the feeling of Christmas for you, hell yeah. Movies like Netflix's Claws is about Christmas, but a delivery is deliberately... Deliberately... Dilbury? <laughs> Dilbury. Dilbert is not situated on a specific day, which leads me to The Philosopher's Stone. A movie and series with issues notably a dog shit creator i won't <laughs> refer to it as the sorcerer's stone because i believe in your intelligences despite my listening to your drivel for my family that and the whole harry potter series are christmas movies as they were played during the christmas break annually and conjure that feeling i mentioned above i found out like a lot of people do that watch the harry potter watch movies harry around potter christmas, christmas? <laughs> Showing me pictures of Dilbert. Dilbert. <laughs> God. Hey, Cole, you want to split a, a peppermint white Russian? Yes. Okay. Dilbert. Um. <laughs> I'll make the D and D part quick. You're busy men, presumably. Hold on. Let me get that. Hold Grab on. it. Is We're it not busy. Ah. Yeah. Here it is. Oh yeah. That sounds really good right now. Okay, I'll make the D&D &D part quick. You're busy men, presumably. Joel talked about how he doesn't know if the D&D &D universe has a character or cast of characters people would be disappointed not to see. The answer is no. The point of D&D &D and any role-playing tabletop game is to produce your own bespoke story with the building blocks presented. It's fully in the control of the party and, more overtly, the DM. There would be some fun stuff to see, like monsters, uh, owlbear, displacer beast, which is the jaguars thing's name, mimics or dragons, or places. The city of Neverwinter in the movie is a reoccurring place, but you can tell whatever story you want, of whatever tone your party feels like, Jonathan! wherever <laughs> or whenever, <laughs> it's a toolbox. The humorous slant of the movie took it more accurate to the games I've played, of people having fun and role-playing, which helps when shit hits the fan. If the good times are great, the lows hit harder. Regardless, I'll shut up now. I will try to keep my letters shorter and my info dumps to ones you asked for. <laughs> no promises, pud. That was pud, I knew it! P.S. Michelle Rodriguez and Bradley Cooper's talk about growing apart from someone you love is such an amazing scene, well-acted and so bewildering. It's the most caring and empathetic talk the, of nature I've seen in film 
and one of them was Bradley Cooper as a Hobbit halfling. Wow. Uh, go back and rewatch that. Signs off with, which looks like an elf, an ogre, and a person fencing. I'll do the fencing. Oh, you son of a bitch. Bitch. Well, good thing it's a season. I'll take the elf. (laughs) Uh, But it's like a medieval elf. It's not like a Christmas elf. I'm kinky. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, discipline daddy over here. (laughs) Discipline daddy. (laughs) Oh, pud. Continue writing in with all your... Oh, pud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next letter. Subject line, eggs. Oh, God. Oh, from my head down to my legs. <laughs> Loved the egg talk last week, fellers. That was top notch. It was also great having C. Danger on the pod. Troy really should have told her to get up in that mic, though. <laughs> Old boy is slipping. But back to eggs. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hypothetically, what kind of egg-based snacks appetizers would make good bar food? Ooh. This is hypothetical. I mean, yeah. Not that he's going to utilize it or anything. It's just uh, uh, hypothetical. I'm thinking deviled eggs. What a treat. Is that thing up there, or is that more of a southern delicacy? Oh, no. Deviled eggs are deviled big Deviled eggs are big. Up big. Here. They're In big fact, up here. this last Thanksgiving, I don't know what video I watched, but my entire TikTok feed was nothing but deviled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and- uh, Katie makes them so good. Chopped apples in them. What? what Get the, the fuck out of here with that. Finely wow. chopped. Like, wow. finely chopped apples, but it gives it a sweet crunch, which is out of this world. What the fuck? I'm... Okay, I'll take your word for Swear it. Swear to God. I will try one, but I would never make that. It is so <laughs> unique. She didn't make them this year, but, like, I kind of missed it. Like, oh, it's... shit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. See, I, I keep forgetting as an adult, I can make them anytime I want. I could have a bedeviled egg anytime. <laughs> bedeviled? <laughs> a bedeviled? I, I could bedevil an egg anytime. I could bedevil an egg in an instant, okay? Could you make a bewitched egg, too? <laughs> but, he like, says, I never. Will your nose and you make a devil? <laughs> but I, but I never do it. But when they're at a party, I will fucking eat. Like if if you told me it's crazy that you I ate three there's three eggs, I'll double down and I'll eat a dozen deviled eggs. Oh Holy yeah, shit, easy. They won't even hit my fucking tongue. I will just swallow them. I think I ate fifteen on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, just oh. ripping ass all the rest of the day. Which means like eight whole fucking eggs. <laughs> That's oh. insane. If OJ does hypothetically make this food for his hypothetical bar. That place is gonna smell like shit. <laughs> yeah, make them and make them at your house. Say, and just bring them in. Let's say, fucking yeah, or at least designate a fort corner. <laughs> you gotta go out to the back deck. Yeah, gotta go to the patio, the the fort patio for all your deviled eggs you're selling. What else would be an egg dish? I mean, you can have like egg salad. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like deviled eggs, but you chop them up. Right. Put them on yeah. bread. <laughs> Put them on bread. <laughs> hmm. I don't know of any other egg dishes. Unless you want to pickle them. Put them in a jar just on put, the bar. Have somebody just, have anybody just reach in and grab some. Oh, that would be so that's, gross. That's, that's full-blown. <laughs> that's like, bar, that's like a dive bar. <laughs> yeah. 
That's like fucking Moe's Tavern it type is. shit. Yeah. By the way, we gotta talk to OJ about this hypothetical bar uh-huh. doing some live shows. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What? You know who'll be pissed, though, if we do a live show there first? Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because for some reason, he wants a live show. He wants a live show at the at Oh, the my brewery? God, he's wanted one for, like, two years. Wow. <laughs> and every time I tell him, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah. We'll make it work. Like, no, I'll pick oh, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go, sound of freedom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. You know it will be. Oh no. Oh. Without naming just... names, I will name five names off air that will be there. Hands Me down. just biting my lip while we talk about Jim Jim Caviezel crying. I want that to happen so bad, and just see Joel in the corner like. Uh, <laughs> we'll just ignore the we'll just ignore the fact that the guy that produced this is also being being prosecuted for child trafficking. Yeah, That's we'll fine. Just ignore it. Yeah, we'll it. ignore that. <laughs> we'll ignore that. That's fine. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, "That's it for now. Keep up the good work. See y'all soon." What? Your pal, OJ. OJ, looking forward to helping you get started. And uh, whatever egg dish you come up with. Also, yes. looking forward to that. Wow! Just having deviled eggs. He just I, has he just has a like an egg menu. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess besides like a whole breakfast menu, like omelets and whatever. Yeah. Oh man, are you talking about a hard egg? If a he hard does, egg snack. If he does breakfast out here with now that Charlie's is gone, he could make bank. Make bank. But then, he do could, you want to be open? 20 I was gonna hours say that would, that would be a pain in the ass though. <laughs> Should just do Sunday breakfast. That'd be fun. Oh, breakfast buffet like uh, Paradise does? Yeah. Ooh, oh, that'd be fun. shit. I'll get, yeah, all I gotta do is put out like a pan of eggs. <laughs> make some flapjacks. Yeah, just a pan of eggs. Pan of eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> just make a big thing of scrambled <laughs> eggs and put a big pan of it out. Shit, all I gotta do is put out a pan of eggs. All you gotta do is put out. Why do I clean this all of a sudden? <laughs> Shit, so I gotta do a ball pan of eggs! <laughs> Put a pan of eggs. I know about pan of eggs. Put a pan of eggs, few flapjacks. You go flapjacks. to bed, give us all a break. <laughs> <laughs> go to bed, give us all a break. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. <laughs> we started the show too late. Sit your ass down, go to bed. <laughs> Give us a break. Uh, That's got to be a, a thing for a beginning of a segment. Now, <laughs> next letter: Christmas Mayhem Three. Mm. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Thompson, Thompson, Thompson. Cole, twenty twenty four is the year. Uh oh. Oh what? Uh, and he has... Uh-oh. Audio. Audio. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. Here we are, right on the cusp. On the cusp of what? 
You know it. Christmas Mayhem 3. That's right. December 16th, Majestic Pines. You know who's going to be there? Not JT Energy. Is he facing Bobby the Business Houston or Bucky Collins? Oh, hell no, he's not. How about Coach Haven or any local teachers? Oh, hell no. Is he going to be sitting at home? Oh, hell yeah. That's right. Christmas Mayhem 3, December 16th, Majestic Pines. Be there, baby. Wow. What a promo for a show he's not on. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of a dig, maybe. Uh-oh. Wow. Did you not book him? I'm uh, pretty sure I reached out, maybe, Uh-oh. hopefully. Anyway, sent Silently from, looking. Wow. Sent from the heart, your Uh-oh. brother, brother, the gutter slugger. <sighs> Cole. Gutter? What did you do? Gutter? Did you not try to book the slutter? I, I'm sure I did. Oh, okay. No. I'm sure I finding did. out here live. Yeah, just here. finding just out. Ignore live. me for the moment. Please. We're doing what we're called business talk right That's now. That's right. <laughs> Guys, we got a one percenter mm. writing in. My God. Subject line one percenter. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Troy, happy birthday this week. After Jude's email last week, it sounded like you may be curious. What listener was your top on Spotify? Uh And I can proudly say I'm a top 1% fan. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) 17,894 minutes. That's 298 hours or 12.4 days for coach. Yes. Wow. The top 10 movies of 2023 is only three short weeks away. That being said. My top five. Wow. Number five, Cocaine Bear. <gasps> Number four, Megan. Megan. With, with the three in it. Oh. M3gan? Yeah, M3gan. <laughs> Number three, No Hard Feelings. Number two, Hunger Games Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds. I mean to check that. I've actually heard pretty decent things about that movie. It's crazy. I, I have also heard good things about it, yeah. but I could not give a shit. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what it did to you. And uh, <laughs> number one. Are you okay? Number one, Barbie. Uh, no justifications. They're just pretty solid. Anyway, here's hoping Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was everything you hoped for. Have a good show. Your top listener, Benjamin Harris. Wow. Oh. Old Ben Hare. Ben uh, Hare. But yeah, and then he sent photo proof of his Spotify wrapped. Let's look at this son of a bitch. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. You know what? We appreciate wow. that. Top 1% fan. Old Ben Hare. Uh, related to Sugar Bear? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb. No. 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 Nope. Just wondering. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> I'm just going to... It's gonna shout in the dark. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I'm just curious. Yeah, Jim Sugarbear Harris, just curious. Well, I don't real... think Ben Harris is related to Sugarbear. <laughs> well, first of all, different last name. Also, one is a cartoon bear. Just saying. <laughs> Wait, no. Well, that's the same last name. Ben Sugar... Harris, Sugarbear Sugar Harris. Sugarbear Harris is Kamala. Sugar. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy on the sugar snaps. Fucking. <laughs> Box cereal. No. <laughs> dig, what? Dig him? No, dig him's a frog on sugar smash. That's sugar smash. Oh, okay. Hold on, I'm looking this up. Oh right wait, now. oh no. Here You're talking go. the honey smack bear? Huh, yeah. 
The honey smack bears? Honey No, and the golden crisp. Wait. Honey smacks. Sugar smacks, honey smacks, soggy crisp, golden crisp. Golden crisp. Which puffed wheat with sugar are we talking about? This one. This sweetened puffed wheat cereal, uh, sugar bear. I fucking want, is that still sold? <laughs> it's on, oh, I can shit. order from Walmart right now. I want that. Golden it, Chris. Hey, Cole, wasn't Puffed Wheat your name in high school? <laughs> it was. How do you remember that? Golden Chris <laughs> is the post version of the Kellogg's Honey Smacks, which is the Diggum Frog. There we are. And what's the bear's name on Golden Chris? Sugar Bear. Harris? It's just Sugar Bear? That's what it says on his shirt. I assume he's wearing a shirt with his name on it. His first name Sugar? I mean, Diggum the Frog is wearing a shirt that says Diggum. It is just Sugar Bear. Look, there's Diggum right there wearing a shirt. It says Diggum. When did this show come exclusively about food arguments? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> look, at, look at this one where he's, like, looks like he's high. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't just say He didn't put that in the idiot's chat so I can put it on the fucking Instagram. He doesn't have... <laughs> Any of the hook spa oh. he has on the oh. on the cover of the box. He looks like he's really worried you're not gonna like it. Oh. <laughs> like he's just like, come on, it's <laughs> all right. He's like very worried you're not gonna like Honey Honey Chris. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh. That's going on the Instagram. I'll give it. That shit. is a great fucking. Yes, going on. He looks very worried you're not gonna like it. Like he's just like, oh shit, dude, don't tell me you don't like this. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, in the eighties, I guess they made him super buff. What? Yes, I'm just reading up on this fucking sugar bear. In the eighties, they made him super buff, and they called him Super Bear. <laughs> <laughs> they put him in, in commercials where he outsmarted the aggressive tendencies of other animals. <laughs> what the fuck? So he's beating the shit out of animals for Honey Smacks commercials? In 1987, he was in commercials where he was riding elephants into jungles full of feisty tigers, playing <laughs> matadors to raging bull, and sparring with irate sharks of the ocean. Feisty Tigers. <laughs> oh my that was, god. That was actually your nickname in high school, wasn't it, Troy? <laughs> it was. Oh my god, I love this. The Feisty Tiger <laughs> and the Puffed Wheat. <laughs> this picture, God. <laughs> Sugar Bear. We did uh, start the show too late. It's Holy fucking 1103. <laughs> I might Holy as well just call into work right now. <laughs> Last letter. Oh my <laughs> Subject God. line under the wire. Which by the time she said it, we didn't have a chance of starting the show yet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Are we still on the pre pre show at that point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi guys. I really hope this letter reaches you in time. It's just after two AM here in England, so I think that means it's about nine PM for you. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. We were still not doing anything yet. Nope. <laughs> Wishing Troy a very happy birthday. Hope you have a lovely day filled with some of your favorite things. Oh. I have a cheesecake cooling on my stove right now. Um, in regards to the debate about films being Christmas movies or not, I agree with JT. Die Hard is a Christmas film. Um, that deserves a proper suck it. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I was really surprised. Sugar smack cereal? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was really surprised Colin Chelsea haven't seen it. Although I only watched the Die Hard movies myself after meeting my husband, whose ultimate favorite Christmas film is Die Hard. Oh. Ooh. Uh, my husband also says Batman and Batman Returns are Christmas movies. It's a fact, apparently. And so is Lethal Weapon. The first like I said, Batman? Batman original? Hmm. Batman 89? That, that's my favorite movie, so... I don't, is that, I don't, I don't think, think that's it's anywhere on Christmas. near Christmas now. Batman Returns is. Batman Returns. Uh, have is. your husband write in. Lethal Weapon, of course, is a well-known Christmas movie mm. where, like I said last week, that a prostitute does a shit ton of coke and then <laughs> jumps out of a out of a window to Jingle Bell Rock, <laughs> and then uh, Gary Busey fights Mel Gibson in a yard full of Christmas lights, wearing a bitchin' ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> yep. Or just a Cosby sweater. Gary, I can't tell. Gary Busey's name in the movie is Mr. Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> uh where did i leave off here oh carol the lesbian one is also a christmas film beautiful cinematography some people might find it a bit slow but i like it and watch it to watch it I'm most sure years around the festive season yeah uh i also like the nightmare before christmas however i would class this as more of a halloween film oh. my husband and i watched it on halloween followed by the Corpse Bride. Wow. Also, we love Edward Scissorhands. You should definitely review it. Oh. Hmm. Me and Molly have a rule that we only watch Nightmare Before Christmas if it's snowing on Halloween. Huh. Wow. <clears throat> so you only. watched it this year? We did watch it this year, yes. There you go. Is that when you made the rule? No, it was the first <laughs> time that it snowed on Halloween. I think it was like two years ago it snowed on Halloween <clears throat> when we watched it. In my opinion... There's three categories of Christmas movies. One, there are films that have absolutely nothing related to Christmas, but you associate with Christmas because they were always on TV at this time of year. For example, uh, for my husband's, it's Jurassic Park, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Mary Poppins. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? (laughs) Number two, there are films that, although not obviously Christmas movies, have a festive, wintry vibe. Edward Scissorhands because of the snow scenes. Okay. Number three. Oh. Lastly, there are films which are set at Christmas time, or at least many of the scenes are, and I think this makes them Christmas films, even though the majority of It's a Wonderful Life doesn't take place at Christmas. It's rightfully considered a Christmas classic. Doesn't it take place on, like, thanksgiving or something like that maybe it's just the winter time it's snowing a lot of it's like flashbacks to like throughout his whole life i think the the actual day where i think the actual day is like christmas eve and then it's like christmas day when he comes back to his family i can't remember last time i watched that movie though fucking i cried we did it for the show i know 
I'm just saying, last time I watched it, I cried. It was a big deal. <laughs> okay. Uh, where are we here? Oh, one of our favorite Christmas films is the 1994 version of Little Women. There are multiple Christmas scenes, lots of snow, and in general, a very festive and heartwarming feel to the film. Have you seen the, uh, the latest Greta Gerwig one? I have not. Little Women. I haven't either, but I want to check it out. Uh, okay, I have written too much in this letter. Might be too late, but oh well. I tried. <laughs> Love, Jude. And Jude the Wolf. That's what I added. Good. And uh, signs off with a dinosaur, a scissors, and a snowflake. I'll take the dinosaur. Uh, I'll take. Hopefully the... it's a good dinosaur. I'll take the <clears throat> snowflake, and then I'll also take what should have been a wolf. Why don't you put a wolf in there? Mm, good thinking. Yeah. All right. Thanks to everybody who wrote in. Also, be on the lookout. Wolves Month will be sooner than you think. Oh, oh my! I'm thinking. Oh, oh, oh nice. I think I, mapped, I think I mapped out Wolves Month. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we got that closed up. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. thing going crazy. Yeah, going man. crazy. <clears throat> Joel. Turn yep. of random movies. Turn of random movies. Guys. Every week. Good thing we're doing it now because I have 19% on my on my phone. <laughs> a battery. I have a charger right here. You want to use it? Can't, does it have the... Oh, it does have the, the C port. The semen. Har, har, har. Hardy, har, har. Guys... We had, we had a blowout this week. Oh shit! Oh, I had plenty. My daughter had a few blowouts. She's on antibiotics. Just loosens uh, everything all up. I just had corn. <laughs> we had Love Actually versus Breakfast at Tiffany's, winning with one hundred percent of the vote. Jesus, just the way you <laughs> yeah, said no, it. The you best just... part was Joel's no selling. <laughs> 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 yeah. Because that's my future. I don't want to deal with that yet. One hundred percent of the vote, guys. One hundred? Yeah, one hundred percent of the vote. Breakfast at Tiffany's. No one gave a fuck about love, actually. Oh my god! Hundred. My lord. I mean, I voted for breakfast at Tiffany's because I haven't seen it. A hundred percent. I don't think that's ever happened. No. Even if it's only like so seven or eight votes, that means seven or eight people just had to be in unison. So here's my idea. Since you always make fun of me for making new rules, should we make it a rule that if you don't get any votes, then you're not part of the... You're part of the uh, wild card. Yes, because the more rules you put in this, the better it gets. Okay, there you go. There's <laughs> yeah. the new rule for this tournament. <laughs> So Love actually officially completely out of the tournament because it did not get a single vote. I love more rules. So Bre- Breakfast at Tiffany's moving on in the tournament. Love actually completely out. Never to be heard from again. Never to be heard from again. So uh, for this week, we have a movie from 2004, which is about an obscure sport <clears throat> and an underdog. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. And a movie from 2003, which takes place in a very confined space that's probably not around that much anymore. Phone booth. Phone booth at Jesus, Troy. Oh, both. (laughs) Dodgeball versus phone booth. I've never seen phone booth. Really? 
Colin Farrell? Yep. That's what, okay, that's, yep. Interesting. I've had a bunch of people say I should watch Phone Booth. Really? It's actually pretty decent, but never got around to it. Wow. Mm. Cole, what are you thinking for? Dodgeball versus Phone Booth. I'm in the same boat as Troy. Okay. You've never seen Phone Booth? Nope, but I've seen Dodgeball a hundred times. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But do I want to watch it again, or do I want to watch something new? I don't know. Hmm. Guys. Hmm. It's a good matchup this week. Dodgeball versus Phone Booth. Only a year apart, too. Dodgeball Dodgeball 04, Phone Booth 03. They wouldn't be weird if they dated. (laughs) It's true. That's right. It's true. Whatever you got to say to yourself. That's right. Love Actually Breakfast Divinities would have been fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1961 to like, what, 2002 or 2000? Yeah, that might be weird. Would have been out for money. That would be, that would be, uh, that's like a grand, that's like a grandparent. Yep. Out for that trust fund. Jesus. All right. So there you go. <clears throat> Love Actually completely out. Brave is the only one in the wild card right now. <laughs> Love Actually, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> there you have it. Dodgeballers, phone booth. We'll see who moves on next week to join The Rock and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. Interesting matchup so far. Yes. Well, that puts us right at the top of the hour. Three minutes past. That's pretty close. That's we're starting bad. pretty late. We're trying to move. We're, trying. we're moving. <laughs> we're moving. We're moving, guys. We're moving. Too bad uh, we have a fucking long-ass epic to talk about now. <laughs> Two and a fucking half long hours. Uh, June 30th, 2023. Number one song. Uh, Miley Cyrus. No, it's not. Surprisingly, not Miley Cyrus this week. Um, I will give you a hint. We have done this song in the past. Uh, is it um, music for a sushi restaurant? No. Is it? It is a country song. A it's country a country song. song. Yep. <clears throat> is it a Jelly Roll song? No. <laughs> is it Morgan Wallen? Last night we let the liquor down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Last time we, we, we heard this song was uh, when we did our Twisted Metal review. Ah! Last bottle of Jack, we split a fifth. Going sip for sip and you. What? I love this. This is number one on my fucking listen to Spotify song. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. That was your number one? Yeah. Last night we let the liquor talk. I fucking love this song. There you go. What was your number one song, Joel? Uh, my number one song was, uh, I was like really obsessed with a song called, uh, I think it's like called Pictures of Matchstick Men. A good fucking song. Can you still access that? Should we talk about him quick? You want you you want to unwrap or unwrap right now? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I do. I do. Oh, there's my wrap right there. It's still up there. Oh yeah. I just want top songs. That's all I want. Oh damn it! No, I don't want to go through all this shit. Damn I'll, it! No. I'll start. Okay. 
Just doing five, four, three, two, one, each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Number five for me, feeling this blank one eighty two. <laughs> Number four, Mayday Parade, Jamie all over. Wow, Jamie Oliver. Not close. <laughs> Number three, all time low, dear Maria, count me in. Okay. Number two, Mayday Parade, terrible things. I'm gonna tell you right now. I know none of these songs. I love that fucking song. <laughs> and number one, Morgan Wallen. Last night we <laughs> left the liquor town. That's mine. My, mine are weird because I go into fits. So my number five <laughs> is Uninvited by Alanis Morissette. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, my number four is Radio Silence by Styx. Okay. Uh, my number three is uh, Coconuts by... Oh, I can't remember her fucking name. Coconuts. Uh, I know it. Too. Oh, dude, it's a lit, it's a, an amazing song. <laughs> it's like my coconuts, you can put them in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it when I'm done here. Uh, my number two is uh, uh, the man by uh, fuck. What the hell's in band? They don't put the name of the bands on here. Where are you looking? Because I have. Everything. Yeah, what do you? Of, in I don't know where. Here. Where did you go? Go back to. Go at the top. Is that right. Uh, your top song. Oh, my top songs. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. And it's in order there. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, radio sounds by Sticks. Uh, Coconuts by Kim Petras. Okay. Uh, number two is The Man by The Killers. Okay. And my number one is Pictures of Matchstick Men by Camper Van Beethoven. What the fuck? It's a good song. Okay. I think I've heard that song before. This I think you sent it ass. to me or Chelsea was listening to it. Yeah. Here's my number one song. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. It yeah. kicks in. Oh. Yeah, Chelsea. Badass. I like that. Yeah, oh, me yeah. too. Here's coconuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've only listened to this song because I've been in your car. <laughs> oh, it's a good song. All right, Troy. Mine's obscure. My number five song is What the Fuck is Happening Here by Tom McGovern. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? It's And it's a comedy song. All it is is he's asking about why, what's all this fucking steam that comes out of the ground in New York City all the time? And that's what the song is about. I'll just. Okay. But it's got a bitchin' saxophone solo in it. Is happening here? What is coming out of the ground? And why is everybody in the city acting like they are and worried while walking around? <laughs> speaking of okay, speaking of saxophone solo, I came so close to also adding to your birthday gift. I found a uh, a T-shirt online 
that said I still that's like the Christmas print and it says I still believe and it's the guy doing the saxophone solo from fucking <laughs> from fucking uh um uh, what the fuck's the the uh, Lost Boys? Yeah from Lost Boys and it's like Santa going across in the background. <laughs> anyway, he goes on in the song to think like do you ever think it was just like piss that's boiling under the streets? Oh, that's God. what he goes on to say. Uh, my number four was One Too Many by Luke Combs. That's the one I sang at the That was really good, karaoke. Man. Oh, There you go. Number three, Fireflies by Owl City. I oh, hate you. No. <laughs> I lost all respect right there. <laughs> that, that's a kid one. Uh, now my number two is Mbop 2.0. Oh, Jesus. They re-released it. Holy shit. You never heard it? And you couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't get enough of it. Anyway, but then it's Mbop, but rockier. Okay, okay. But rockier. And then my number one is my fucking weird western techno music. (laughs) Berta Berta. What the fuck? Got. That was the beginning of Rosé. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it, Cole. Do it, Cole. No, I can't. Do it. Put him on the Do spot. It. I can't. You can't. Da, 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 you can't put me on the spot. Banana dinner. There it is. There it is. There it is. Pull those chips in, Rosé. Pull those chips. Pull those chips. Just one. Bear, better, bear. Go back to the beginning. It was fucking Rosé. At the beginning. I've heard this song a thousand billion times. You know it's Rosé. I do know it. But anyway, it just keeps building, and then, like, a beat drops, and then it gets into, like, a electronic version. Okay. Oh, okay. Dan Connors, you behind you, and hugging you from behind. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, now that we wasted, like, 15 more minutes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why we even got into that. Oh, yeah, we were to listen to music. Anyway. Uh, oh, my God. That's unwrapped. <laughs> By the way, it's 12 minutes past the hour now. <laughs> Budget of $300 million. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Domestically brought in $174.4 million and worldwide $383.9 million. <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes is at 69%. Oh, wow. IMDB 6.6 out of 10, Metacritic of 58, Letterboxd 3 point or a 3 out of 5 stars and Critical Popcorn Ooh. also gives it a 3 out of 5 stars. Guys, call Parents a- need to know. Oh fuck. That Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the fifth and likely final movie. <laughs> <laughs> they just got This better be it. <laughs> they need to know this. <laughs> In the blockbuster adventure franchise Get starring Harrison Ford. fucking shit over with. There's plenty of the series' usual peril and violence, though this one has more deaths that really feel like murders. Several characters, including... Someone gets thrown into a propeller in one movie. 
including innocent bystanders, are abruptly, shockingly shot and killed. Heroes. This feels more real to me. Heroes. This movie about someone that can find wormholes on the earth. <laughs> Heroes and villains alike use guns and other weapons. Indy has his trusty whip, of course, throughout of the movie. And there's fighting and punching, big explosions, <laughs> high stakes chases. <laughs> People being thrown from trains and planes, a villain left to presumably drown, some blood, wounds on hands, etc., a burned slash in this? a burned slash charred corpse, vicious eels, creepy bugs, <laughs> vicious eels, and more. Occasional mild language ranges from damn and crap to Jesus. And hell. Jesus. A woman briefly indicates sexual attraction to a shirtless man. <laughs> Indy is shown in his boxer briefs and a couple kisses tenderly. Characters drink mostly whiskey or scotch fairly frequently. <laughs> and there's some cigarette smoking. Ingenuity, courage, teamwork, and trying to do the right thing are ultimately rewarded. And family, especially found family, <laughs> is important. Oh my god. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay. Oh my god. Thank you, Com <laughs> Common Sense Media, great. Pulls through every week. <laughs> the things they care to comment on. Oh my god. It's uh, like it's like all the things that people that have the biggest stick up their ass worry about. Yes. Like, wait a minute. Is he shirtless when he kisses her? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh I'll go ahead and give a brief synopsis here. Uh nothing is brief about this. I'll try. I'll try to put it in a tiny little box. Uh we meet Indiana Jones in a past adventure. Uh, the past adventure, they come across, or what they are looking for is not eventually what they find. Mm. They are looking for the Spear of Destiny, yeah. or whatever it's called, the spear that stabbed Jesus. Yep. Found out it was, a, it was a fake. It's a fake. But in their travels, found something else. Uh, some sort of trinket. Called the Archimedes box or whatever. Archimedes whatever. dial. Half Archimedes dial. Half of it. Yes, and it is only half of it. Um, it presumably gets lost to the world, only to turn up again in Indy's possession yeah. in the present time, 1969. <laughs> Where he, now he is a uh, retired teacher... And he's got nothing else to live for anymore except for waking up oh, and yelling at his neighbors with no clothes on. God. <laughs> Favorite part. Somebody comes back into his life. Turns out he's got goddaughter. Goddaughter. And has chosen a path very similar to his, archaeology. And together they go on an adventure to recover the other half of the Archimedes dial which they find that he is still in possession of the first half. Yeah. And uh, go on a whirlwind adventure full of Nazis. Are there Nazis in this, Troy? I can't remember. 
the movie will remind you. Yes, <laughs> there good, are. Good one. Good one. I don't, I really can never remember if they're Nazis or not. <laughs> I'm really glad that they remind me constantly. Uh, and there you have it. We meet some characters new, some characters old, but at the end, it's still Indiana Jones. Okay. Good, uh, good synops. Thanks. We had to rock that synops. <laughs> Thanks. I rocked a good synapse. Yep. Um, okay. So. Hey. Cole, you haven't seen any of the other Indiana Jones movies, right? Just the one. Did we do one for the pod? Yeah, we did, did uh, we do yeah, we did, Raiders? Uh, Raiders of Lost Ark, which yeah. I feel like the only movies that, <laughs> I think the only movies that this movie references are that and Crystal Skull. <laughs> yeah, you Everything else right. they really don't really go into. I think he kind of brings up that he, he met up with people that do voodoo at one point. That's about it. Yeah. Like, you kind of need to watch Crystal Skull because to know that he has a son. Yep. And, yeah, everything else is basically based off of Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've seen one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then I guess you've seen what you need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they, really, they, they don't even talk about his dad, even, and his dad's in... In Crusade. In Crusade. Which is my favorite one. No spoilers for this review yet, but... Look out. The Last Crusade this is the one best. didn't take the cake? Is the best Indiana Jones three? movie. And that's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. What's Temple of Doom? Second one. Second one. Okay. Yeah. But takes place before the first it one. It takes place before the first one, yeah. Okay. I think it's like, isn't like Last Crusade, or no, uh, Temple of Doom, is that 29 or? Uh, I can't remember if that's, or if that's still in the remember. 30s. I can't remember what date they take place in. But I got... Some fun uh, box office news. So this one, huge budget. Yeah. It was filmed through COVID. It's got like face swapping technology in it. Man, it's got CGI. So it ballooned up to three hundred million dollars. Yeah. Granted, Raiders of the Lost Ark came out in nineteen eighty nine. Its budget twenty million dollars. <laughs> so holy shit. I, I'm I'm excluding the current one because it's got an inflated price, but I'll even look at one that came out more the most recent one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Its budget was $185 million. Wow, that's still pretty high. That's still pretty high. But that one grossed the most money. Crystal really? Skull did. Yeah. Out of all of them? Out of all of them. Wow. So I can see that. Raiders, even with inflation put it in 2008 money that's only 35 million dollars so like 2008 still spent 150 million more dollars than they would have if they made raiders yeah temple of doom cost 28 million dollars but what if they bought groceries Ooh, that's a good point i didn't factor that in did you factor in the grocery i didn't cost? factor in the grocery cost fuck i need to from go the, redo from the this again dollars to 77 dollars uh indiana jones and the last crusade cost 48 million dollars and then there's a big gap in time. Came to the Crystal Skull, $185 million, And then this one, $300 million. So, the box office draws are all roughly the same. Raiders brings in about $300 million, which is awesome on a or $20 million budget. Yeah. Temple, just about the same, $300 million. Crusade, 
a little bit more, like $400 million. The Crystal Skull brought in like three quarters of a billion dollars. Wow. Like $785 million or something like that. Yeah. It did really great yeah. for its mediocre to poor reception. <laughs> but this box office worldwide is the same box office that Raiders got in 1989. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no inflation change. Wow. At, at whatsoever. Amazing. Did not do great. <laughs> yeah. God. And this also came in during a time where there was like a lot of things coming out during the year. This summer was gross. Yeah. How much it, shit was coming out. So it got buried. Also, it was going to be like uh, available for VOD like very soon after its theatrical release, I think. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure it was not available to stream for free, but like yeah. video on demand in like three weeks time yeah, or a month's time. And yeah. people are like, Oh, we'll just wait. Cause we're being bombarded with every other oh. movie that's come out Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the last, this, it, su- this summer was like the most egregious for just every week was something really big with like a, a an enormous budget where I'm like, did you guys not even think about this? Right. Like, from like late April to like fucking August. Yeah. There was something coming out like every two weeks yeah. or something like that. It was that. insane. It's, it was stupid. Um, so anyway, with that inflated budget, there is like a bunch of de-aging in this. And like actually a reserved amount of de-aging. Yeah. For as much as they could have done, they only reserved it to like an opening and then a little bit after that in a different time period. Yeah. Otherwise he's like mostly his current age in the movie. Yeah. I thought they were going to do a way more when I saw the trailers for it. Oh, I know. Especially like when I heard that there was going to be a time travel aspect in this, I'm like, they're going to do some fucking dumbass shit right. where they go back in time. And then like, he somehow runs into like the guy with the glasses from like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Like yeah. there's going to be some weird, dumb, like, Remember all these people that died already, but you get to see them again because we're doing time travel shit? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. I think I remember hearing a rumor where he was going to go back in time and hit all of his movies and be at some point in time. That sounds so Disney. Right? So, (laughs) James Mangold took the reins from this uh, from Disney because they approached him and like, hey, we have a script. We want you to make this. And he told them, no, I don't want to make this movie because it sucks. Yeah. Because it wasn't the script that we got here. Yeah. This movie. It sounds so Disney for them to be like, we're just going to have him go through all of his movies and meet every, have everyone that showed up ever in all these movies. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that's true, but it yeah. was a rumor I, I think I remember hearing at the time. And I can James, 100% believe it. James Mangold was like, all right, the only way I'll do this is if I change some stuff around. And it took him a year before he's like, okay, I think I got something nailed down here. And actually, something came out just recently, probably with the release of it on Disney Plus or whatever, yeah. where he was um, kind of defending like the plot device in this movie and like kind of the ending to it. And I'll get to maybe I'll get to that later at when okay. we, once we get to it. Okay, <laughs> but like his argument, I think I'll take. I, I I understand his argument. Okay. And I and I'll get to it later. So let me just write it down so we'll I don't see, okay, forget. Yeah. It. We'll see because uh, I'll talk about the ending when we get to the ending. Yeah. I I mean I have my <laughs> qualms with it too, but uh, it started with a a, a kid learn, knowing how to 
drive a play. That was a bit and of grief. We'll, oh, then, yeah. And then it just gets more crazy from there. <laughs> um, so the I think the de-aging isn't great either. Like, there's parts of it where he's kind of just, like, sitting static. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, that's great. Like, I, it looks pretty good. And then he'll turn, and then it's just not quite yeah. right. And the lighting's off on him, and sometimes it oh, yeah. doesn't look correct. He's in the dark a lot yeah. when he's de-aged. But, but it's, again, yeah, that's weird. But I will say, probably one of my favorite action sequences is, like, the beginning. Me too. I love this. it. I love it. It's it feels, straight Indiana it, yeah, Jones. It feels very... It, the beginning of this feels the most Indiana Jones out of the entire movie. I'll just say the beginning is my favorite part. I yeah. I, I think it's great. Even it's down to strong. them trying to hang him and like the, the floor blows out and he just keeps falling down all these levels where he's getting threatened of being hanged more. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, okay. be more hanged? Yeah, he's going to get hanged more. Yeah. <laughs> As he falls down every level of this castle, there's just like more, there's more threats of him being hanged worse. <laughs> oh shit. And like the whole train sequence. Great. Oh, I know. That's so much. Just, it, it reminded me so much of an old school Indiana Jones, where it's just him just getting out of danger, walking into even more danger. Like how many times is he walking into another car full of Nazis <laughs> trying to escape? I loved it. It was great. I loved it. I will say there, it did feel like there was like a weird continuity error where it's like at one point, like there's a point where like he should have crossed paths with like this Lieutenant that's looking for him and he never does. Because doesn't he get to, like, the, the one car that the lieutenant's in, and the lieutenant's going the opposite direction looking for him, and they never cross paths and on a train? Well, yeah, I don't know. I have to watch again. Because he never gets on the roof. He's heading towards, like, where the fucking dial is, and the one guy gets word that Indiana Jones on the train, and then he starts going the opposite direction. They never cross paths. You can't avoid him. You're on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look out for that. Chelsea that said, didn't jump out to me. Cause but... I, was, I remember being like, wait, because <clears throat> I was waiting for like a time where it's like, are you going to get on the roof? What's well, he eventually and did get on the roof. He did, but not, I don't think he ever, it ever got on the, on the roof when he got to the car that the dial was on and the, the Lieutenant guy that's looking for him was in that car. Then he gets word that Indiana Jones on the train. Then he leaves and goes the opposite direction. They should have crossed paths at a certain point. Shouldn't hmm. they have? Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> Chelsea said she wanted to rewatch this movie again because I think she was dozing off in yeah. a few spots. So and, and I, I, I think I would because I don't think he ever gets on the route. He might. I don't know. I was also kind of watching this half tired at certain points, but I don't remember him getting on the roof at any time when he's heading towards that car. But I don't know. I could be. How about when Mads Mikkelsen gets his face smashed by that fucking? How man? the fuck? <laughs> The minute I saw that, I'm like, are you supposed to be the villain of the movie? Why are you dead already? <laughs> and then when he comes back, I'm like, okay, so he's gonna probably gonna like this weird gross scar and it's like, no. Nope. He's perfectly fine. Yeah. Does he have some sort of memory loss? Maybe. No. <laughs> well, doesn't he say he doesn't remember Indiana Jones? Wouldn't you think he would remember somebody who got his face smashed? No, because I don't know. 
He acts like a real nerd in it, though. God, he's such a nerd. Wouldn't he's such a I fucking was so, math nerd. The minute I was like, the minute I was like, oh shit, like Mads Mikkelsen's in this, and he's like the biggest dweeb in the whole. <laughs> but movie. an evil dweeb. Evil dweeb. Yeah. He's the main villain. The the glasses guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. By the way, he's a Nazi. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. How? I don't. Mostly they... from his Naziness and uh, the fact that he says he's a Nazi and wants to redo Hitler stuff. Yeah, I don't think he or says better, he's a Nazi. I feel like every stuff. other character reminds him he's a Nazi. Oh, Jürgen. Every <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes of this movie. Now, okay, you, you said that in the group chat. So I was expecting it to be very egregious throughout. And, like, I didn't find it that bad. It's egregious it. enough where I'm like, like, oh, Indiana, the Indiana Jones movies, you know, they're, yeah, they're Nazis. But I feel like there's, like, constantly... This movie does, like, a thing that I fucking hate in, in, like, movies that Disney usually makes where I feel like they will do scenes where it's, like, they'll play them out to, like, get a pop from the crowd in the theater. Okay. There's so many times where, like, someone will, like, hold someone down and be like, I'm going to punch you in the face because you're a Nazi. Pause. You guys cheering? <laughs> you guys cheering for me talk, calling out Nazis? Like, they'll do that. Like, anytime, like, there's, like, a cameo or something, there's, like, this long pause. Like, this movie definitely is played to, we want to get people to, like, cheer in the theater for these scenes. And it's like, I don't, I don't like when people cheer in the theater. So, I don't want you to encourage it. <laughs> well, I guess on their part, they're, they're like, we got to have this go out with a bang. This is probably the last Indiana Jones movie we're going to make. Because even Harrison Ford's like, yeah, I don't want to do any more of these. Yeah. So, like, they want him to have, like, a rip-roaring good time in the theater. They want him standing up hooting and hollering. But in the same sense, it's like, you, I almost make you, it almost makes me feel like you think I'm dumb when you're like, you're a Nazi. I'm going to beat you up because you're a Nazi. It, I mean, it does detract from the story, but I, I, it's distracting a bit sometimes. Yeah. But I didn't feel like this one well, was the most, I think the, main the worst one, one I've does ever it, seen. The main one that does it is a character we can bring up later, but, yeah, I'm not a big fan of her but we'll get into that when we can do it but okay yeah uh i just don't like they they're constantly saying at one point he brings up just german where i'm like okay that's just offensive (laughs) (laughs) you don't even say nazi you just say german you're like oh okay now we're just going to now we're going the offensive route of like (laughs) yeah yeah resorting to them just being german and being evil Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) uh you can't say that um I will say that I do like that it is like historically accurate that there were they were Nazis in the space program oh, on yeah. our side. That was no, like I a like, real yeah, thing. Yeah, I like that too. Which is wild to think about. And it's like he's made like our government <clears throat> his bitch because he was that. Or it's like, yeah. okay, I made a rocket that got you to the moon. Now you have to do these weird fucking things for me to help me get this dial. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got this chick from the CIA helping him and shit like that where it's like god I have to do these weird Nazi adjacent stuff for me <laughs> and okay did it were his henchmen also like I can't tell what his henchmen worked for were they I mercenaries no, were they the CIA know. that just kind of got like roped in into his shit and they believed it or whatever so you get that i didn't miss something there right that just never really got explained it no. seemed like they were as like own personal guard like they weren't associated with any but they were like southern like 
fucking well books brooks holbrook was boy yeah boyd holbrook, boyd brought, holbrook yeah i brought this up did, was I, did i say to you or whatever it's like why is it that james mangold has to have boyd holbrook play a muscle that has a southern accent in all of his movies now <laughs> what thing he always had something in the side of his yeah. mouth too. he basically plays the exact same character that he plays in logan in this movie <laughs> he's just like like fucking like this kill happy southern yeah, accent guy like um, yeah, but the other guy, just like that big Hulk. That guy looked like a wall. He was <laughs> like, a, but he, he never said anything. He one no. arm picks up the pilot and shoves him into the fucking roof. <laughs> I think the the one goddaughter chick, he like grabs her and like like with one hand, I think he fits the entire hand around her waist and puts him puts her on his Older, I'm like, is this a cartoon that I'm watching? Like, this guy's huge. Fucking looks like Bluto off Popeye. <laughs> he looks like Poo when he got caught in the alleyway. But uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I at first I thought they were like a government agency, like CIA or something. Because yeah. then, well, the, the, the one black chick was CIA. Yeah, he says that, but I don't know who the other guys were. Um, it, it gotta be his own like, at a certain point guard. the government's like hey are you gonna if we gonna, are you gonna go meet the president or not because we're waiting for this meeting and he's like no and then he just kills a CIA chick and, yeah. then, they, and then they go to fucking uh, Morocco or whatever <laughs> uh, you wanna talk about the goddaughter sure uh, I've heard that she's like in this really in this show called Fleabag that's like really good and I uh-huh. wanna check it out cause I've heard really good things about it I just didn't like her performance in this. I feel like no. she she talked, she like talked to people like she was like in a after school special a lot, mm. especially the one kid. Like she like almost kind of talked slow. Like, hey, what are we gonna do next? It's like, I, I don't know. She had like this weird cadence to her voice when she would talk to people in this movie. His goddaughter. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I never. I, I don't think I ever got like a weird cadence. I I can get how she's a bit, um, off-putting. She's a bit off-putting because she's like she is kind of like out for just herself. Yeah. Like you're supposed to like her, and the first thing she does to Indiana Jones is lock him in a room with people with guns that want to kill him. Yeah. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you're supposed to like like her right off the bat, like because I kind of got feelings like since I've seen some of the other. Like, Indiana Jones movies, it's like, okay, so, like, maybe you're up to something, because I'm not really liking you yet. Yeah, you've introduced yourself as your his goddaughter, but you're really pushy about this one thing, and so maybe you can make a turn here at any point in the movie. Yeah. And she kind of rides that line for me through a good portion of it. Yeah. Because it seems like she's on his side, and then all of a sudden she'll do something shitty. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're kind of out for yourself, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. So that's why I couldn't really, it kept me guessing, but I couldn't really gauge on if I should like her or not in the, in a bad way. Yeah. (laughs) But I did, I don't think I necessarily disliked her character. Like I, I was trying to like, think like, well, is Indiana Jones kind of just like this, but he just has more charisma. Like he's out for himself. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. But he's not like doing an illegal art dealing like a fucking oh that's true yeah like she's like she's fucking like because you think that like, she's she wants like this dial because she's like oh shit i want to complete my father's thing and it's like no i just want to buy it so i can sell it yeah 
Um, and she's like fucking. She's like fucking Moroccan gangsters and. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, see that you, that you don't know what side she's on. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I. I couldn't really place her character and her little short round sidekick. Uh, I don't Ooh, like, okay, I didn't like him either. I don't know if I fell asleep during this part. Where did he come from? He just kind of. Sh- he's kind of just with her. He just uh, shows in up Morocco. And, yeah. Okay. And then is just kind of along for the ride. Okay. And they give him the exact fucking backstory of Short Round, too. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, come the fuck on. Like, you can't think of something else. You don't... She give him the exact same fucking backstory for Short Round in Temple of Doom. <laughs> and you're like, get it, guys? Huh? Yeah. yeah he, he tried to pick my pocket and I caught him and, and then I kind of adopted him. Get it? Like, Temple of Doom? Sure. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> I don't fucking like Disney movies do do this shit all the time. It's just fucking like rehashing and it's like doesn't even feel original in certain points. Um uh so then let's get to Indiana Jones cuz like when he is introduced in the present time or in the his present time it's like half naked. Be oh aware. <laughs> He's in boxers. <laughs> my that's probably one of my favorite parts is him just waking up crotchet they even like they show him like fully shirtless too so it's like harrison ford like old harrison ford like yeah getting up like, almost all of harrison turn ford. the goddamn music off <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> and it was so fun to see because it's like we're so used to like indiana jones being like the cool swab always the coolest guy in the room uh-huh. and now he's like this old crotchety guy that thinks they're playing music too loud in the apartment next to him. <laughs> I'm like, I, I love that intro of, like, old Indiana Jones. Yeah. In all fairness, it is way too loud. It's 8.30 in the morning. God, are you kidding me? Yeah, let's be <laughs> serious about that. Also, Harrison Ford in what looks to be amazing old man shape. Yeah, for an old man, he has amazing He's, like, old man fucking shape. 80. Yeah, he's amazing old man shape. I, I'm like surprised that, he had a shirt off at all. He's got that shape where it's, like, he looks pretty normal in the midsection, then you see his arms. <laughs> And then he's got like kind of like the old man arms. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I also like too, he barely tries to put a shirt on to go down there. It might as well just be a bra he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, goes down there with a mini bat. Um, maybe to kill somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I did some shit in my day. Dude, literally like I common sense media said like there's like murders in this indiana jones literally is a murderer oh like, yeah he kills he's been mur- all the he's time. been murdering <laughs> he's been murdering since the first movie yeah, he's been murdering since the 30s yeah okay don't give a shit no he's a college professor too imagine going to co- going and taking his class and then like looking at that man has murdered so many people <laughs> that man has so much blood on his hands <laughs> so much nazi blood on his hands <laughs> Not some, even Nazi blood. Some of it Nazi some, blood. Some, some of it not Nazi some blood. Some Indian savage blood. <laughs> some uh, <laughs> some communist blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just a fucking straight murderer. So like, like when he finally gets all suited up, hat and whip again, he's just like, finally, let's get back to killing. <laughs> like, I I love him. I got a thirst, I got a thirst that needs to be quenched. <laughs> Like, when he goes out to that office and sees his secretary dead, he's like, shit, I wish I would have done that. Yeah, got to her first, damn, damn it. it. 
I was, that was going to be my retirement gift to myself, was shooting that secretary. <laughs> but she pulls that Skitmar sword on me. But yeah, one of my notes is like, get back to killing. I needed, I needed to make sure we all know Indiana Jones is a killer. He's a killer. Um, Throughout the most of the movie here, too, you're like wondering what this... Uh, Archimedes dial is. Yeah. Um, especially if you only see half of it and you only get like bits and pieces. Like you find out that the, that the goddaughter's father who is yeah. with Indiana Jones in yeah. the beginning in that opening He's number, obsessed with it. he, it made him almost go crazy. He's yeah. so obsessed with it. Yeah. And he, Indiana Jones like takes it away from him and he says, you need to destroy this. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sure. He doesn't. Whatever. He puts right. it puts it in a drawer for like <laughs> puts it in his fucking coin purse drawer. Like, There's always loose change into it. Yeah. <laughs> and this was the, another flashback where it's like another de aging scene, but this one like worked way better. Yeah, they may, yeah, it's more subtle. It's like almost like the Crystal Skull age ish. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, there's not so much more flattening out they need to do. Yeah. And there's not a whole action train sequence either. No. It's just uh, an argument in an apartment. But uh, I I think that that one worked very well. Oh yeah. But like the that you never like nail down what this thing could do. You just know that like Archimedes is a brilliant mathematician. Yeah. Figured something out. Something so yeah. dangerous that had to be split up. Yeah. Yeah. It was like oh well. Archimedes, he's a mathematician. He figured out, uh, what was it, like, uh, moon phases and, uh, like, certain uh, waves of the of the ocean. But that also means he could probably figure out time and space. Like, <laughs> yeah. How did you make that leap? Yeah. <laughs> you only have half of this. Yeah. How did you make that fucking leap to whatever this is? And then, okay, well... When we get to it, we'll talk about it more, but it's like, I don't even know how this fucking thing works. I think we I should watched, just talk about it right watched now. Watch the whole goddamn movie. I don't have no fucking idea how this goddamn dial works. The whole movie revolves around it, and like you said, yeah. what the fuck is this? The minute, the minute, the fuck, the minute <clears throat> Maz Mickelson gets it, he's like, I already have a program to take me to 1939. How? <laughs> you just, you didn't even know what the fuck it was. You, you only had half of it for how long? You just found the other half. Yeah. And you're like, I have a program to take me to 1939 so I can kill Hitler. How? They did an awful job at explaining How the do you know fucking this? purpose of this thing. I think they I think it's in its like benefit though to keep it vague. Because if they try to over explain it, then it's just yeah. as bad. You're right. And I'm also, not gonna argue yeah. that. Yeah. And also it it's the dial's purpose is okay, once you get it together, it'll point you to I guess uh, a weird random wormhole that appears on the earth. Yeah. How can you miss it? It's a big bright dot in <laughs> the darkness of fucking night this during is, a storm. Yeah. And you're like, you need a dial to point that big fucker out. <laughs> <laughs> There's this it's big fucking blue hole in the middle of a fucking storm. Yeah. You need, and he already knew where to go. He was like, okay, I already kind of knew it was going to be in this area, so we're going to fly there, and then the dial's going to point us the rest of the way, and it's like, it's a big blue dot in the middle of the storm! <laughs> yeah. If you already kind of knew where it was, 
just kind of go there and fly around a little yeah, bit. It's a, you might find bl- it. it's a big blue suck hole yeah, in you the don't sky. Yeah, you don't need another fucking part of this dial to point you to what is a big, bright blue hole. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, so, the, uh, the whole adventure, like, leading to find the second half of this, I think is another, like, classic Indiana Jones, like, temple dive. I liked it. Yeah. I personally kinda. liked it. I would have gone more for, I was really jonesing more for kind of like that more like, like a life, life endangering type, like, like the whole, uh, end of like, uh, last crusade when they're doing the whole, like through the air, like that would have been fun. Yeah. But I felt like a lot of this was just like, well, this says to go here, so let's go here. And they go there and it's like, okay, yeah, eels show up, but that's about it. And then when they actually do get the other uh, thing in the dial, it's nothing life-threatening. They're just like, oh, shit, this thing fell in, and now we're going down this ramp. Oh, now we're here. Like, nothing struck me as, like... Like, I loved, like, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade, where it's like, you go on these journeys where it's like you're going through this pathway, and you have to figure out these puzzles... And not figuring out the puzzle is going to kill you. Yeah. Whereas, like, in this, it's like they're reading, like, a book. And it's like, oh, well, it says go to the ocean. Let's go to the ocean. Yeah. I mean, there is, like, the room that's filled with methane gas. And they have to figure out how to drain the pool. And Yeah. There's, I mean, also. That goes by pretty fast, though. Yeah. Also, though, like, Indiana Jones is, like, 80 years old. Yeah. How much of, like, hopping around are you going to believe an 80-year-old man can do? He even says during it. I am fucking hurting right now, climbing this wall. I'm 80 years old. Well, the man fucking, fucking aggressively rides a horse in the beginning. That's true. And he's also on, like, that fucking tuk-tuk going through fucking Morocco. Like, getting fucking rammed around on it. Like, it's like... <laughs> he can do, he, so he's had a rough time. He can still do some shit. Like, it's like it's, it's not beyond belief that he can still do some shit. Yeah. I, I, I liked the whole cave temple entrance entrance thing it gave me vibes even though they weren't exactly the same of like raiders and of last crusade and like kind of going through like it like reminded me more of like when they're trying to find like the knight's tomb in last crusade yeah when they went to that library and smashed the floor and yeah went to the like the tunnel full of rats and all that shit yeah that's what it was kind of like it gave me those kind of there's the the hallway full of bugs Oh God! You gotta get bugs. My, my my whole thing though with like movies like this though is like, if you're gonna do stuff like that, if you're gonna completely try and not well not replicate it but like try and do something that's like similar to that, you either have to be better than or be different than because otherwise you're gonna be worse than. Wow. And I felt like a lot. <laughs> I felt like a lot of this was just like wow. it just seems like very. <laughs> watered down versions of things that were done way better in other Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. So it's like, then why watch this? (laughs) It's, I think it's done more original in the other ones and seeing it again, you get less return on it, but I still, I still like it because I think people would also complain if that stuff is not in there. Like, so I really want to talk about, James Mangold's argument, but I really need to bring up like the whole 
thing that the dial does first to like set the sure. precedent on it. Sure. So like the dial isn't so much a device that does something. Yeah. It points to something yeah. that is already naturally happening. Yeah. That it's like a, a compass that points to a rift yeah. in time. Yeah. Which is a wild idea to introduce to Indiana Jones. <laughs> like I know Indiana Jones has like seen God and like immortal knights and aliens. Aliens. <laughs> this still seems wild. This yeah. I think that I, I think I sent it to you that leave it up to the Indiana Jones universe that science and math seem more unbelievable than religion. <laughs> <laughs> so like what I maybe it's just because they came first. Yeah. And like the like in Raiders and in Crusade specifically, it's got like religious motifs yeah. where they're trying to find these holy relics and in the end, like something spiritual happens. Yeah. That I don't feel is out of line for this pulpy type story. Sure. And Temple of Doom is like something it's own. It's like weird things happen. Yeah. Like voodoo shit happens. Yeah. But like, it's kind of tied into like black religion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's the dark side of like sure. a religion yeah, on sure. their side. Sure. When aliens were introduced in crystal skull, it was set in the sixties around like the whole like aliens kind of craze, like Roswell, all this type yeah. of shit. So I'm like, okay. Okay. So, so that's what I kind of dig about. A lot of people are I really w- hard on crystal skull. I dig it because I think, so the first three movies are all in the 40s, and like I think it takes on, the thing that I liked about the Indiana Jones series is that it took on the era that it's portraying. Yeah. So the first three movies of Indiana Jones are like in the 40s, so. Yeah, 30s and 40s. Yeah, 30s and 40s, so it's like very religion, religion iconography, Nazis, when you get to Temple of Doom, it's like, there's like that big scene in the beginning where it's like flappers. And it's like uh, these like very out of touch ideas of like foreign people from India where it's like <laughs> they eat monkey brains kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like it takes They make on... reference to say that it's not actually Indians. It's like an outskirt like religion yeah. or whatever. But still like it's like. It's... <laughs> I just need to feel like but, you yeah, need no, to know but it's that. The, it's the idea of. It's the idea <laughs> of like, It's like the idea of like what Americans think people outside of America do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind yeah. of thing. So like that's what I. And then. Going into Crystal Skull, where people were like, "Man, this is way out there for an Indiana Jones movie." It's like, but no, it takes place in the fifties. Like everyone in the fifties was like Area Fifty One, yeah, aliens, nuclear bombs, communists, yeah. yeah. Like that's, it's like drenched in all that shit. So yeah. it's like it's Indiana Jones absorbing everything from the fifties, like how it absorbed everything from the forty thirties and forties in the first three movies. Yeah, and it was like I, I kind of appreciate it for that. I appreciate it for doing. Uh that as well. I do think they made it a little bit too overcomplicated by saying they're like extra dimensional beings. I don't and remember that. <laughs> that's what they said they are. They're not aliens. They're extra dimensional okay. beings. Oh, oh. And I think it'd have been like, just make it simpler. They're aliens. They yeah. landed here forever ago. It's aliens. Yeah. Like that whole scene at the end was fucking crazy. <laughs> so in yeah. this, when they introduce something, completely different. Yeah. And it's like this, it's like almost like a, a, a sci-fi element to like a pulpy story. Yeah. It's like, 
ooh, is it like, does it mesh? Because I think some of the sci-fi stuff like that Crystal Skull, like being extra dimensional, yeah. I don't feel like really fits. Okay. In an Indiana Jones story where I'm, I like it dressed in the pulp and simplicity of it. Yeah. And when the sci-fi is kind of forced its way in, I'm like, okay, it's kind of working, but it just doesn't feel quite. So when they full on time travel in this. Yeah. I was like very apprehensive about it. Yeah. I do think though, I liked it at the end of the day. It's a wild idea. And I think if that, this is what the route they wanted to go with. Yeah. Okay, I'm on board. I I will say I had more respect for it when it wasn't just a let's go and remind people of the other Indiana Jones movies through time travel. Yeah. The fact that they went that far back, I was like, okay, it's different. I was expecting you to do like a whole thing where it's like, oh my God, we're back in time. I just ran into fucking... uh, (laughs) Belloc from fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark for no reason. That would have pissed me off. Uh-huh. But doing it this way, I, I don't, still don't think I was completely sold on it, but I respect the balls of like going so far back in time. Yeah. And then even kind of the whole idea of Indiana Jones being like, dude, I spent my entire life trying to find relics from this time. I kind of want to live in this time. Yeah. And now I'm here. Yeah. And I also like too, that it's a fake out. That, like, even when they're in, when they go through the rift, you it almost looks like you're in a World War II scenario oh, just yeah. for a minute. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, they're back. And it's like Normandy or something like that. Yeah. And then it, like, zooms back further and you're, like, in fucking ancient Rome. And you're like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I love the fact when they go through. Also, why didn't they use just the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, just say Bermuda Triangle. I mean, that'd be good enough. Why not? Why didn't the thing point well, the, it to been the Bermuda Triangle? Bermuda, Tri- Bermuda Triangle's not anywhere near Italy, though. But did it have to be? Like, could it be like a rift in time and space? Why not? I don't know. Continental Drift. He says it right in the fucking movie. Continental Drift. They drifted oh, yeah. too far. <laughs> just, when he just yells Continental Drift, at that point I was like, what does any of this matter? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think any of it matters. At a certain point, he's like, Continental Drift. He didn't... He didn't Plan for continental drift, and I'm like, wait, how is he supposed to make this work beyond that? Like, what was, what was, it, what was their plan before knowing what the continental drift was? Because I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I don't, and I think it's, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. That's the thing that and fucking I think, breaks because it I think for if me. they would just go in, even if they didn't have it, and they just flew through the hole, they'd still yeah. go back to the same place. Because I think it's like a weird closed loop situation. Yeah. Because I think even he brings up where it's like, oh. He made this dial to make sure that they always go to this time so that he can see if it worked or not. I think well, he how would... Oh, my God. It's so... He says that. I know he says it, but how does he know that? I know, because it makes no fucking sense. The <laughs> dial itself makes no fucking sense. Guys, I'm going to tell you. I'm not even that drunk. That's not why I'm quiet. Do you want to know why I'm quiet? Because this movie went way over my head. Yeah. I understood the beginning of this movie and i fucking loved it Uh yeah and then we got into the meat and potatoes of the movie Uh and i could have not followed anything which happens surprisingly very late in the movie like it just drops like a lot on you yeah i would say through the first it's fucking two and a half hours (laughs) 
I would say through the first hour 45, I was like, okay, uh-huh. okay, I'm with it. Uh-huh. I'm here. Yeah. I'm getting this. And then I don't even know what the fucking cutoff was. <laughs> but I went from getting it to waking up 10 minutes later because I fell asleep and going, what movie am I watching? <laughs> I bet you did. Because all of a sudden, we got Mads Mikkelsen dressed up in Nazi gear in a plane, followed by other short round next to sleeping guy who you don't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping guy is there just to take over because it's like, okay, we can't have the kid just completely drive the plane. <laughs> we need to make sure that the pilot's asleep in the plane for no reason to kind of take over at a certain point because it'd be unbelievable if he just completely flew the plane. Right. Oh my God. And they were right. <laughs> no, they were they were wrong the minute they said, hey, I think I can fly a plane first thing. Like, how? You live in fucking Morocco on the street. How? What, at one point, were you like, you know what? I think I can fly a street plane. Street smarts. Yeah, he's a natural. Street Didn't smarts. Didn't you see him practicing in there? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> street smarts. Didn't you see him practicing on his paper plates or whatever? Oh, my God. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so it gets it gets wild very quickly. Holy shit! And, and then, then I just all of a sudden, catch up. yeah, all of a sudden they're in ancient I, Rome. The minute they bring up that this dial involves time travel, I was like, okay, I can't wait to see how they explain this. They never fucking. They never do. really. They never really do. They're just like still waiting. The <laughs> dial points to a thing that can help us time travel. How? How do you know where? Go- and then he's like. I will. I know that this will take me to 1939. How do you know it will take take to 1939? You've never. You've had one half of it for ten minutes. Well, he does. Like he thinks that, but he's wrong. But how does he know that it'll take him to 1939? Because it could take you to any time. That's true, but it doesn't. It only takes you to one time. Yes, but he doesn't know that. He's like, well, he doesn't know shit. Apparently, then why even do it? He's so obsessed with getting this dial to point him to go to the back in time, and he's like, it will take me to 1939. I will find Hitler and I will kill him. And you're like, first of all, I can't even say a first of all. There's so much. There's so much wrong with that statement, with what he's trying to do. I can't understand what the fuck his plan is. Yeah, he wants to go and, like, get rid of Hitler and do a better job than yeah. Hitler. His but, whole like, thing was do that... Th- do s- what Hitler did, yeah, He agrees better. with the Nazi party, but he thinks Hitler did a terrible job. So he wants to go back right when Hitler took power to kill him and then take his spot. How do you know you would get to that point? Because he is so adamant that this wormhole is going to take him to 1939 Germany. How? Well, all I can say is he's done the math. <laughs> Forgot the negative. He missed the whole problem. I don't. <laughs> Got that? That's a that's a Mr. Stone original I right like there. I like that. Uh, missed the negative. Missed the whole problem. What you do one side, you got to do the other. It feels like the... <laughs> So much of this ending, it just felt like people saying who cares and then just continuing. And it l- <clears throat> the ending literally broke the entire movie for me. I was kind of, I wasn't on board, but I was like, okay, it's it's a Disney, let's kind of give them what they remember from the other movies, kind of action sequences. And then the end was like, did you even try to plan this out? Like, try and like lay out anything that would have made sense? I, I Go ahead. 
No, you go ahead. No, I'm going to agree with you. If I had to, I know we're not grading yet, but like I was with this for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just couldn't catch up. Yeah. And it's so long. (laughs) I don't want to bother to go back and try. Uh, So when I finished the movie, I was also in that same boat. Like, man, they took a swing. Yeah. And I don't know if it hit or not. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't think it completely missed because there's parts in this I really like, but this is a wild idea. So then I read this thing today about James Mangold and his argument about the thing. And he's like, so I, I did want to put some things in the movie for being the last one to remind you like of all the movies that have come before, like just little things like the bugs and all this other shit. Yeah. It reminds you in here, but then his argument was, but do you really want to see? Cause the original script apparently was way more like Raiders Ugh. where it's like ghosts and shit like that. Yeah. Not no time travel or anything like that. Okay. And he's like, do you really want to see that again? Yeah. Like do a complete, like, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, where it's just like a New Hope. I know, yeah. Is that what you really want again? Yeah. I don't think you do. So I'm going to introduce something completely wild, something completely new. It's a big swing, but it's not going to be the same old shit. Sure. And I'm like, I agree with that argument. Like, I, no, I get that. Yeah. I I applaud him that he did something completely different for an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. I don't think all of the it all worked out as clean no. as he wanted. Yeah. But I appreciate it more because it was a deliberate choice to make it different than the other movies. I, I would say you can agree with the argument that it's a great yeah. call, but you don't have to agree with the results of and that call. I will That's, say, yeah. I will give him that if the rest of the movie didn't feel like a rehashing of Raiders up to that point. <laughs> I, I, but I don't think it feels like a complete rehashing. It takes bits and pieces from all the ones before it. Yeah. yeah and like gives you something vaguely familiar that you like. Yeah. That gets you on board for the movie. I don't, I'm, I know and, I like that. It makes me, yeah, I, it made me like episode seven. Like I know completely <laughs> yeah. That it is a rehash of A New Hope. Yeah. But it got me back into Star Wars. Sure. Granted, this is on its way. The Indiana Jones is on its way out. Yeah. Rather than coming back yeah. in. Comfortability. Yeah, yeah. It gave me a comfort in the franchise that I like. Granted, they do a lot of hand wavy stuff at the end. That's like, don't really think about it. Just go with the flow on this. Yeah. But I, I don't think that necessarily works. But like maybe on a, on a rewatch, it, it'll just be like, oh, whatever. They won't hit you as yeah. hard. I, I feel like after doing our like Star Wars rewatch, I feel like Episode Seven was like my like worst of where I'm like, ah, I, I don't like that they're doing the same stuff over and over again. And it felt like they were kind of doing that with Indiana Jones, and then when they got to the end, it just felt like, well, let's give them something different, but not really think about it. And I was like, ah. I just wish that they would like, not. The thing that really made me mad about this was that it didn't feel inspired. The entire movie itself didn't feel inspired. And then when they got to the end, it just felt like, let's give them something different than what they think they're going to get, but not think about it. Let's just give it to them. And then hopefully that they'll just accept for what it is. Mm. Like, I don't think 
if you're going to rehash an old franchise, be inspired. This didn't feel inspired. They told James Mangold to make a Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. And he tried to make it as different as he possibly could by giving you the ending that he did, which I appreciate. But I don't think he put enough thought into it to be like, <laughs> okay, this still makes sense despite us giving you the same shit that, that every other Indiana Jones movie gave you. So, at the end of the day, this is not an inspired movie. This is just to make money. And I fucking don't like that. <laughs> and I don't know how they expected to make any money off no. of this wild fucking budget. Yeah. This costs, yeah. like, as much as, like, fucking Endgame did. Yeah. Twenty like... And Endgame has one million characters in it. Yeah. Because I think... Like, didn't they film, like, Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back, and it costs, like, $500 million yeah. or something yeah, like that? Yeah, about that, yeah. So just, like, have it. This costs more than Endgame. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Like, You're I know... on a huge love for Indy. I know... Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! Like... It doesn't look like that much better than Crystal Skull that came out nearly 15 years yeah. ago. Uh, and it's half the budget. I think I even sent the message in the idiots chat where I was like, this movie might have broke me on Disney because I am sick of these fucking rehashings of franchises from Disney where it's like, let's just give them the greatest hits and hopefully they just keep coming back for more when it's like, it's not even the greatest hits. It's like, it's like bad remakes of things that I remember from other movies that I liked more. Yeah. I mean, they were banking on nostalgia and the fact that they're going to throw a ton of money at it, expecting to make a billion dollars. And it's all nostalgia. They got burned so many times this year on that. So much. That's like almost all they did all year. (laughs) And they're like, what? Disney wasn't the only one to do it. Almost every studio did it. Every studio did it. That's the dumbest fucking thing about it. If they don't make a billion dollars, it's like not a success. Fuck it. That was like the theme of this year was (laughs) let's try and get people to to fucking jerk off to member berries all year. Yeah. And it never worked. And they're like fucking blown. Their minds are blown over the fact that it's not working where it's like, don't you think maybe at some point people just want something different than just the same shit over and over again? Yeah. I <laughs> like, it blows my mind that they're just, they're that lazy that they just keep convincing themselves that all people want are the same shit they've seen for 20, 30, 40 fucking years. And I mean, who is this movie for, though? It's like for people us and older. Yeah. Oh yeah. No kid is going to be interested in this. No, not at all. <laughs> and granted, it's not really for like it's not aimed towards them anyway. Like, but, but like, even a, a an early twenty something kid's not yeah. going to go. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. Oh, the fifth one in the franchise of an old man. No yeah. fucking shit. Old yeah. man running around with a this, hat. Yeah, this is a cool. This is a cool starting point for this franchise for me. <laughs> when he's old and can't do shit, awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about Mutt, did we? Yeah, Mutt's dead. <laughs> I totally missed this part. I I think actually, I got up to pee and missed. One of the one of the moments in this movie that I did kind of appreciate was when uh there's like this scene on a boat where she he's talking to his goddaughter about like losing him. That was kind of a like a 
touching scene. Yeah, I did miss. I must have got up to go to the bathroom and missed like, it. That's that was like Harrison Ford being like, "Okay, I'm gonna act at least once in this," <laughs> and he did that fucking scene where I'm like, "Okay, I can feel like because he was like, I like he did it in in spite of me because he like he was like." I told him not to go, and he did it despite me, and then he got killed in the war. Yeah. So And then Marion blamed me for it, and then divorced me. Yeah. Or it's like, shit, yeah, you got fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, a shit, that's a shitty thing to happen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, you can feel every ounce of it when he's doing that scene. And, like, and like he almost, he has, like, this, he, like, he kind of almost, like, breaks down a little bit when he's doing it, too. I'm like, fuck, that. like, Harrison Ford's a good actor. He can do good shit, uh-huh. but I feel like half of this shit is just like, do your Indiana Jones stuff. And I'm like, I'm 80 years old. How much Indiana Jones shit can I possibly do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I'll have to go back and pay attention. To that yeah. Scene. Like that was the I one scene it. they gave him where it's like, Hey, you're not doing an action scene. You're on a boat by yourself with this chick act. Finally. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I, um, just talking about marrying for a second. When she shows up back at the end. Yeah. actually like her showing up at the end because she's not like necessarily happy to see him. Oh, yeah. She comes no. in and is just like, oh, you're up? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's near death. I better buy him groceries. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of like that because you you expect to be like, oh, my God, are you okay? I came yeah. back. What? No, she wasn't like that. Yeah. Like, oh, you're finally up, huh? Yeah. And they, they kinda do like the, the callback where he's like, Well we're we're, we're don't you hurt and then they do the whole fucking yeah, I like thing that. from Raiders. That's yeah, it's fine. That's cute. That's nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> That's slipping into those comfy sheets. <clears throat> it's a it's a good way to cap off the movie yeah. a, l- a little comfortable if they're thing in, if they were gonna do anything that was nostalgic from that it was that was a fun little thing to bring you back into it yeah they just reversed it yeah um, sala in this is so fucking cheesy i love sala uh-huh. in raiders every scene of him is so cheesy in this he plays it up like he's barney the dinosaur in all of his fucking uh. scenes like, <laughs> oh ho, ho, india Go give him hell, Indiana! <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, you're talking like a fucking kid's character, you big bitch. <laughs> and, like, I guess he turned down being in Crystal Skull because he was only going to appear at the wedding at the very end as a cameo. Yeah. He's like, no, I want to be more than just a cameo. So when he's, like... A cameo in this? <laughs> Yeah, but he's, like, peppered in a little bit more in this. And they, like, give him a reason that he's in America because Indiana Jones helped his family immigrate over. It's like, oh, that's kind of, like, a sweet idea. I love Sala in Raiders, but he is... He's also in Crusade, too. He's, like... Oh, yeah, that's right. He's all over Last Crusade. Yeah. But he he doesn't really... He's so cheesy in this fucking... He takes takes Indiana Jones to the airport... That's yeah. a big scene. It's like I just wanted an adventure, Indy. Ah, oh, this is not gonna be a. This is not one. And for I'm you. just gonna. I'm, I'm. No, stay here. You're not getting paid enough to go. Mm-hmm. Over the Give him hell, Indiana. Let's let's go get ice cream. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Sala. That's your big mission. Go take the kids and get ice cream at the end. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, I. And so I was trying to think of like what he does in the other movies. 
And, like, he doesn't really do anything else either. Like, he no. is in Raiders, and he kind of, like, shows people around. And in yeah. Last Crusade, he punches a guy through a newspaper. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, he doesn't, like, really do a whole lot. Man, there's a scene where, <laughs> where Indiana Jones and Sala are crossing the street, and they walk in such an old man way, it almost made me cry. <laughs> like, they're just, like, they're walking, like... <laughs> like, across like, oh my god this is so sad to watch these men with barely with their knees barely existing running across the street yeah okay i also want to bring up the very <laughs> opening of this too where they put young harrison ford's face sometimes over a stunt double sometimes over harrison ford yeah. like now because you can tell which one's which yeah and like it's almost it throws me off because it's Young Indiana Jones face with old Indiana Jones voice. Oh, like dude, gruffer. yes. I want to say this because it's like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like for what they could do, they did pretty well with Indiana Jones, with like young Indiana Jones, but they couldn't do fuck for his voice. No. It sounds like he's he's gargling rocks every time he's talking <laughs> yeah. as young Indiana Jones. And I, I was even talking to Molly where I'm like, there's a distinct difference between old Harrison Ford voice and young Harrison Ford voice. Yes. Cause she was like, cause she didn't watch it with me, but she was like, I don't know. His voice is still pretty gravelly when he's young. It's like, no, no, it's it, nowhere near as gravelly as old, <laughs> as old Harrison yeah, Ford. At most it's Sandy. Yeah. Like not gravelly. Yeah. Like there's times where his young and Jones would be like, what are you gonna do with me? <laughs> oh shit! I know. Oh god! There's a few times like, oh shit! <laughs> but like, I guess I wouldn't want like a person to do like his no. a voice of him. I'd rather no. have Harrison Ford do it. No. But like, clear the shit out of your throat. <laughs> He's just like, like, what are you goddamn gonna do? Like, you're, 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 you're you're like in your early thirties. <laughs> It gave me fucking, uh, what's the Irishman vibes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Young down Robert De Niro, but he runs like an old man. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, I think that's all my talking points. Mm. Um, cool. You got anything else to say before you start throwing grades no, on it? No, no. Yeah. And I was quiet, but you'll know why on my grade. Oh, shit. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's getting very late. Oh, fuck. Can't believe we've done this. <laughs> Um, all right, Cole, what do you want to grade it? So, like yeah, I said already, I really liked, I love the opening scene. Um, I was super excited for this movie based off that opening scene. Lost some excitement as the movie kind of got into the meat and potatoes of it. And then somewhere around that hour 45 mark, I fell asleep. Yeah. And uh, I went back and tried to rewatch it. I woke up. I wasn't asleep for long, but I still don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm not a big indie guy to begin with. I've only seen the one movie. Yeah. I was just kind of lost. Yeah. Would I go back and rewatch it? I think I will. All right. Um, because I I want to see what I missed. I want to try to make more sense of it. But I don't know that I'm gonna make more sense of it. You're a you're a gonna. You're a you're gonna. You're a gonna. You're a gonna. I don't think I'm a gonna. I'm a gonna. <laughs> um. Bottom line, I think I'm gonna give it just a C, across okay. the board. Uh, and that's kind of like unsure you know i just don't know i liked it but i didn't like it so i'm gonna go see joel man you know what cole I'm, it's so weird like 
I feel like we're on different wavelengths, but I always, we always kind of end up in the same letter yeah. grade. Because it's like, yeah, I'm going to go about C2. Okay. I just... I don't like when Disney does these movies where they just kind of give you the same shit from different movies that were better and expect you to think it's a good movie just based solely on nostalgia. And there are scenes in this that I love. The fucking, uh, what are you doing, Troy? Sorry, I was, continue speaking. Piece of shit. Uh, I do. (laughs) The, The train sequence in the beginning is really fun. The, uh, the scooter chase in Morocco was really fun. That's really all I got out of this movie in terms of things yeah. that I would actually go back to watch. Because beyond that, I think the story is very, very weak. The villains are very weak. Uh, I think this, like, just in terms of an Indiana Jones story, it just feels like it's kind of thrown together. And uh, I get it. The fucking the Dial of Archimedes type thing. It doesn't even feel like it fits in with like what they're doing with Indiana Jones. Like, oh, me and Troy brought up earlier where it's like it takes on like I love when Indiana Jones takes on the the feelings of the time. This feels like okay, it takes place in 1969 because we need an old need an old Indiana Jones, but none of this feels like the era of the 60s is being bled into the story. It just feels like well. Let's bring in Nazis because people remember Indiana Jones for Nazis. Let's try and bring in time travel because it's different. And then just do a bunch of things that remind you of other Indiana Jones movies. It doesn't feel like it takes on its its time. Like, I would love, like, I would love an Indiana Jones movie from the 60s. Like, bring on things that we know the 60s for. Like, bring on Vietnam, the Kennedys, fucking anything from the 60s. And bleed it into an, into an Indiana Jones movie and make it like B movie and topical and fun. But instead it's like throw a bunch of member berries at the sixties and Indiana Jones and we're Disney. So yeah, see, I, for the two fun things that I enjoyed, that's about it. Otherwise I don't give a fuck about this movie. Wow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, I liked it a little bit more than you two. I think, uh, I respect, the the introduction of a wild new concept even though i'm still on the fence if it completely worked i i give her credit i like the old nods to old indiana jones movies i'm a sucker for it um i'm gonna give it a b sure i think okay it's definitely not like my favorite one no but I think I like Crystal Skull more than this. See, I haven't seen that one in a while. I started watching it because watching this, I was like, I feel like Crystal Skull was better than this. I watched the, I'm up to the first half of it. I didn't make it all the way through yet. There's some wild shit happening. There's some wild shit in it, but again, I think it takes on the era of the the 50s as wild altogether. And but, I like, think... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, Shia Bluff swinging through fucking monkeys. and. <laughs> but still, it's, like, over-the-top bull... That whole cliffside Some... car chase is just CGI garbage. That over-the-top that over the top shit I would remember way more than some of the fucking milquetoast bullshit they put in this, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's just difference of opinion, I guess. Um. Anyway, yeah. I liked it. B. Um, I will try to watch again. I'm going to try to watch it not so late at night. 
Fair enough. I felt <laughs> like I started at a fine time. It was too fucking long. <laughs> Uh, do you want to go into what we're watching next week or do you want to get into what we've been uh, watching otherwise? Well, let's, let's get into what we're doing next week then. Hot oh, take. Next week. Well, if you listen to the pre-show, we narrowed it down you, from five to one. You, you make fun of my goddamn tournaments and you had the most <laughs> convoluted bullshit way to get us to pick your pick. And it was fucking great. Subscribe to the pre-show, Patreon. Anyways, we ruled out four movies. We came down to Including one. Sound of Freedom. Fuck you. And Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and whatever Netflix just came out with last week. That wasn't fun to do. Yeah, I was looking forward to that one. But you guys said no. Um, we played a game where it was random chance. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the pre-show. You cock. <laughs> but I'm glad we came down to the one because I have not watched it yet. I've been wanting to watch it. I've been trying to make time and I just have not had the time. But now I'm forcing myself to, we're going to watch the third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think think every movie we're doing for what we missed in 2023 is franchise-based. Oh, yeah. That's all that came out that we missed. (laughs) Because we watched everything else that wasn't franchise. Because that's what I was looking at when my fucking phone went off. was like, what movies did come out this summer? that are available now. And it's like yeah. a lot of them I've seen. I'm like, okay, I saw that one. And a lot of them are trash that yeah. I do not care to watch. Like that Transformers movie, the rise of the beast. Oh, or whatever. Wow. Like, I don't want to fucking okay. sit through that. Uh, uh, here comes Cole. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. Cole's, Cole's going to officially I'm veto Cole's my own. Veto his own pick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this. I'm done. No. Cole's going to veto his own pick and do the Transformers movie. <laughs> you know what? Well, I'll watch Guardians on my own time. <laughs> oh, no. So I'll we're save we're, that veto. Oh, 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 you're saving. Okay. I'll save I was that say, veto. Save the veto. It's a very it's, good possibility you could veto your own pick. It's, I'll save the veto. Wow. When Troy's really right. excited about something he wants to watch, and I'll veto the Transformers <laughs> Rise of the Beast. Rise of the Beast. Well, that's or just House of cold. a Thousand Corpses. I'm not excited about anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, no. Guardians, it'll be next week, guys. <laughs> Guardians next week. Sweet. Uh, wow. You want to dip into anything you were into, or we want to wrap up I'll the show? I'll just tell you, I've been into nothing. Great. Oh, all right. Uh, I bet and... Joel's watched 18 things. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Molly finished Breaking Bad, and now I've, I've convinced her to get into Better Call Saul. Oh, we're already into... You guys wasted no time going through we're, Breaking we're, Bad. Yeah, we're, epi- we're into episode five of Better Call... Episode Jesus. five, season two of Better Call Saul. Holy fuck. Yeah. We're getting in through it. And uh, she's... She's really into it. She, when we, I try to get her into Better Call Saul when it was coming out, and she was she was not into it. And I think she brought up to me like, I just thought it was gonna be Breaking Bad, and it's not. And uh, yeah, with that mindset, she's really into Better Call Saul. So yeah, we're, I think we're episode four or five of episode two of Better Call Saul so far, and it's it's fun. There's so many things that pop up that are just Easter eggs from Breaking Bad that I even she's picking up that I that I did not notice that are really fun. Cool. So yeah, it's it it's a it's a fun rom so far. I'm I'm really digging watching Better Call Saul immediately after watching Breaking Bad. Cool. And that's really about Oh, I watched Emperor's New Groove because they're doing that for Unspooled. <laughs> okay. That movie's fun. Dude, 
Patrick Warburton as Kronk is hilarious in that fucking movie. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. There's a fun movie. Uh, there's literally a scene where like Kronk takes over for a cook at a restaurant and he just knows the lingo for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh god, there's some good there's some good spots in that movie. But yeah, watch that. It was fun. That's about it. Okay. Uh, I have a few things that the kids haven't got, gotten into. Wow. Uh, they have really been into watching Home Alone 1 and 2. One more than two. Wow, good. Um, God, they're great. Those are fun. And Miles has definitely been reminding me of Kevin McAllister's being a little dick. <laughs> over the last week. Oh, wow. He's even said, like, when I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. He said that on his own to me wow. today. Does he jump up and down when he says it? Well, he was buckled in the car seat, but he would have. <laughs> I'm living alone! <laughs> um, and then... There were 15 people in this house, and you're the only one that's causing trouble. <laughs> I don't want to sleep with Fuller. He wets the bed. <laughs> I do have a Christmas shirt that says Fuller Easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> nice. I'm going break, to start breaking that out now that it's the holiday season. Nice. Uh, and then uh, Macy has been getting into the Harry Potter movies. So Really? Chelsea always watched them when she, when it was around Christmas time with yeah. her family. Yeah. And so she put one on the other day in her office while she was like doing some sewing projects. And Macy kind of just laid on the guest bed in there and watched it. And she got really into the first one and then wanted to watch the second and third. And I think she's on the fourth one right now. And that we just started them Sunday. So she is going to get a rude awakening how they get very adult very quickly. Oh, I know. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Watching the first one again when everybody's like a little rubbery kid on a say, big broomstick. Even two gets kind of fucked up because he gets like a fucking tooth stuck in his arm and stuff too. Yeah, I, I kind of went in and out of them. They're not my favorite thing, so I was kind of just watching from the side. But yeah, well, like a big spider comes out in the oh, yeah. third one and that scared the shit out of Miles. Or fighting a big snake or the guy with the face on the back of his head. Oh, that's the first one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all of these things are like little things Jesus. that like, it just gets weird and scary quickly. Oh, yeah. For a four and six year old. Um, it's okay. We, we, we grew up watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit where they kill a cartoon shoe. Yeah, that's true. Or Indiana Jones where a guy's face melts off <laughs> or turns into a skeleton right away. <clears throat> Um, but that's it. That's all I've been kind of into this last week. Well, Troy, let me say 34 minutes, 34 minutes in happy birthday. Thanks, man. Hey, happy birthday. Thanks, man. Hopefully everybody listening to this on my birthday is also having a good birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Good birthdays to everybody. Good birthdays. Well, that's the show boys. Thanks for being here again. Yeah. I'll let you get to bed on your birthday. Thanks. I need to go to bed on your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's been a it's been a grand old time. If people you want to write in, wish me a happy birthday, you can do that at reviewreviewpod at gmail But JT, if people want what? to wish you a happy birthday, where can they do that? You can wait till March sixth and <laughs> uh, message me on the X at Bucky for one. Also, <laughs> Bucky for one on Instagram and hey, get the review review pod Instagram, making sure you stay up to date on all things this 
show hot take hey guys you can wish me a happy birthday any day of the year i'll take it i don't give a shit uh that's a snapchat on the x instagram facebook only fans i guess maybe wow jesus yeah were you disciplined people well whips and chains baby (laughs) the disciplined daddy you'll find me on the x that's at coach havens uh you can find me at short to the max extreme on instagram while there uh you can also vote for the tournament of random movies guys we got what the fuck is it it is uh it's dodgeball versus phone booth so vote with your hearts and all your birthday cash uh do that if you will again our email is review reviewpod at gmail.com I slurred that somehow. I'm not, I'm not even drinking. It's getting, it's getting very sleepy in this year. Uh, but that's it. Next week, GOTG3. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol 3. I'm excited. Disney Plus joint. Yeah. And, right. then, uh, and then after that, Fast X. Oh, my God. That was going to be my pick if Fast X wasn't on the table. Oh, no. We... Got, we gotta we gotta continue the saga. We gotta continue the saga. Saga's gotta continue. And I would say get ready because I'm on Christmas break and I'll get smashed that night. But I think I signed my fifth grade girls basketball team up for a tournament in Dyersville the next morning <laughs> <laughs> at nine a.m. So that's the rest of the year is already already lined up. Good job, idiot. GOTG and Fast X for the rest of the year. I can't wait. And then top, right? And then we do our then top we're doing movies. Our top top of, tens of the year. Yeah. yeah. That's always a epic. That's an epic. That's, yeah, that's, we should that's start a, that's that a, one a little before yeah. ten o'clock. That's can that's, we? That's that's <laughs> a no. That's a no news show. <laughs> that is a no news. That's a no news. It's a no nonsense show. No nonsense. No news. <laughs> you already said we have a guest for the show, right? Yeah. That's a no news uh, show. <laughs> if there's anyone that's long-winded, it's our guest for that show, and it's a no news show. I think I'm sick that night. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's me and our guest. You guys talk- can still do it here. Yeah, we're we're going to not do our top tens to talk about wolves. <laughs> we'll still go four. We'll still go four hours. <laughs> All right. Before this show goes four hours, uh, we are off. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Happy birthday. Bye.